fuck you, because that was literally what I was about to start saying. And it's so rude sometimes when you're like, I'm just going to read your brain. I'm just going to do the thing. I'm like, say the thing. I'm la, la, la. <laughs> Even though I was like about to do it. So I was like an official person, you know? Sorry. Like, I'm like officially, I was like going to officially do a thing. <laughs> and you were like, you know what we need to do? I'm the producer. I'm the one. And I came back here and I was like, guys, okay, guys. And then you were just like, nope, but you know what we need to do? <laughs> I can't. Sorry. I don't know what I'm doing, but I'm doing my best. Having a Bev this early? (laughs) (laughs) Not going to lie, I actually have one right here, and I was like, is it too early? It's noon. Um, It's it's one one. for you. That's, That's time. That's time. I've been on one case. I'm on one. Oh, no. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. It's fucking freezing here. <laughs> it's cold here, too, though, so. <clears throat> oh, really? Knows Just no. I mean. <laughs> mm, okay. Why don't you tell me about it, Case? Tell what me how cold is it, it is there. about, like, okay. We have to turn off your beautiful music because then we can't use any of this. Is he going to sue us? He's not, but his publisher will. Fuck those guys. All right. Um, what is it about moving to Los Angeles that makes you such a giant baby about be about being cold? Because like <sighs> I used to spend winters in New England yeah. in a cheerleading outfit. Yeah. So basically yeah. like going around in my underpants. I mean, on the opposite but same. You know, I would go to school in Arizona in jeans. Right. Yeah. I don't. I don't know. I don't know. But all I you know. You just. You... Oh, what is this fly doing? What do you want <laughs> and from why me? are there flies? Why? It's you freezing it's like, cold. It's literally fucking taunting me. It's taunting me. I don't even know. It's, cl- it's on my screen looking at me. It's a spirit. It's a spirit. And it's telling me. It's here to tell me something. And what is it that you want me do we have super flies now? Why do flies like there? We used to get like a break from flies, and now there's they're no break, there's literally no break from anything. Yeah, I told you about that. Did we ever talk on the podcast about that fly killing device that is like a thing that shoots salt at flies? Yes, but I don't like it. I don't like it either. It's too like I wa- I thought mean. I liked it. It's mean. And then I watched videos and I was like, this is too violent. It's violent, but it's also like, it's like, there's, they're like, when you see insects up close, it's just very hard not to think of them as spirits, spirits, little spirits. But also <laughs> like flies are, I always think like insects. Oh God, what is it? Why are you bugging me? Like, that's the idea, right? In the spiritual realm. Like, like if an insect shows up, it's bugging you for a reason. Like, it's like, um, it's a spirit that is like, yo, hey, I got to tell you something. Trouble coming or whatever. I don't know. But also, are you drinking a kombucha right now? I just opened it. But like, yeah, no, but this guy. It could be that like you're, you know, that flies like, hey, is that garbage juice? <clears throat> yeah, that's true. But also, this guy has <laughs> been around. He's been, he's been making the rounds for a couple of days now. How long do flies like, live? No, oh, I mean, I don't know. 
I get maybe he's just trying to live his best life in his like forty eight hours. He's like, he honey, has. I'm only here for a minute. Like, can we chill? Can you just can you, can be you cool? just let me be can in you your cute apartment and leave me <laughs> let alone? Let me live. This place is so cute. I love it here, and it's warm. Please, come on. <laughs> I actually oh think it might have come from. I moved a plant from the townhouse here because oh. it was it was on death's doorstep, and yeah, I had this plant guy come over. And he was like, this is on death's doorstep. And I'm like, is it savable? And he's like, <laughs> it might be. And I was like, if we move it to a very sunny apartment, he's like, possibly. So we moved it here a week ago. It doesn't, he's not currently coming back to life, but like, I have hope. It takes a minute. I have hope. Well, the guy was like, it's going to be, it's going to be a big minute. It's going to be like. Not till the spring will we know if he's going to make it. Oh, my so, gosh. But I'm talking to him. I'm giving him words of affirmation. Sir, you're going to make it. <laughs> Do you remember Annie Meek, our... Um, our this is rude. This is rude. I mean, Vita, this, this is rude. rude. No, what I, of course you remember Annie Meek. Annie Meek worked with us at Busy Tonight. She was our executive in charge of production, which meant that whenever we wanted money for something... Uh, that nobody wanted to give us money for, she would like try to find a way to make it happen. My favorite one of those EICs that I've ever worked with in my life. But she's the greatest. The greatest. But what I was asking if you remember is um how when people would get like sent plants or whatever, like as a gift. And you know, like you always say, an orchid isn't a gift. It's that's a not job. a gift to me. That's yeah. a job. That's a full-time fucking job, keeping that shit alive. Don't do it. Don't do it. One time, Camila Alves, Matthew McConaughey's wife, sent me, like, seven giant orchids in this, like, giant plant thing because I can't remember. I did something for her charity or something. And she was like, oh, did you see this fly? (laughs) the fuck? He doesn't want you talking about Camila. That was that was Camila's ancestors showing up right now. Um, so it was a huge orchid. Anyway, my point about Annie it all di- is- it died. It died, and I yeah. felt guilty about it for literally like a year because I was like, could only think about how much that fucking orchid cost, and I was just like, oh my god, this is yeah, I'm a terrible person. Right, right. Annie used to go around the office like doing her rounds or whatever, just to say hi to everyone and check on everyone, and she would. Um, take plants away from people that had them on their desks if they weren't doing well. And she would like ch- gently chastise you for not taking care of the plant and then take it away from you. And then her desk was like a lush tropical garden. She had the greenest green thumb I've ever seen in my life. But I get feeling guilty. I told you about when I was like in my 20s and my mom got me a Tamagotchi and I kept it alive for a really long time. And then one night I went out and uh, had drinks and like slept in in the morning. And when I woke up, my Tamagotchi was dead and I felt terrible. I mean, you kept both of your children alive. I think we're good. Well, that's the thing that children, they'll like, they'll let you know, you know, a lot of times what they need. So, you know, but a, an orchid and a Tamagotchi don't necessarily do that. And so, you know. Mm-hmm. They say parenting doesn't come with an instruction manual, but I do find that my kids at least were like, hey, why don't you feed me? That'd be a great idea. And I was like, oh, yeah, I agree with that. Thank you for reminding me. Two things. Number one, 
I went to see my best friend the other day who has a newborn and an almost three-year-old. And holy shit, you guys out there with small children, what the fuck? I forgot all about it. (laughs) Her kids are adorable. There's nothing that's unusual about them. They are normal. You know what I mean? Like everything's fine. And I'm just like, exactly, Gina. Exactly, Gina. I'm like, oh, my, I'm like, how are you standing upright? Like, how are you doing anything? Yeah. This is insane. It's this a is lot. like literally crazy. So I just want to give a shout out to all the moms and the three dads listening <laughs> right now who currently have kids under the age of five. Because guys, wow. 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 It's a lot. It's a it's lot. So much. And also considering the fact that like I mean, I wasn't, you were like a very fairly young mom. Yeah. I wasn't like super young, but like in the world of Hollywood, I'm pretty, I was pretty young because I was in my 20s still when I had Birdie. Yeah. Um, But these bitches out here in their 40s having babies, what the fuck? How do you have the energy for it? I don't, I've been thinking a lot about that because I still have, like friends that I went to school with now a couple years younger, but like a a girl that was in the grade ahead of me has like a kid that's just going into kindergarten now. And it's like, it's mind boggling to me because I'm just like, I can't imagine having a little kid right now. But I do think that maybe there's like an exchange for like as physically tired as I am now, as opposed to how I felt when I was in my 20s, I guess I'm probably, like, infinitely more patient now than I was in my 20s. I don't know if so, that's true I think So, I think so. For me, I think, like, there's just probably, like, some type of wisdom that I probably could have used then that I maybe have now. Maybe. I don't know. But I'll never know because I'm definitely not having a kid now. I mean, Michelle did have a kid in her 20s. Right. And now has these two babies. Yeah. She wants to be on the podcast to talk about Fablemans. Oh, please. And I think we should do it and let's record it. Maybe we can release it Christmas week and we can like pre-record guys so that we can just, you and I can just have family times. And, uh, but it'll still be a great podcast because Michelle will be the guest the whole time. Yeah, that seems so Doesn't that sound good? Yeah, whatever works for her. You know, I I love her and would love to talk to her. I'll um I'll figure out the s- scheduling. I know we have like we have like an hour and a half where she's free every <laughs> great great that's every perfect. week she gets one hour to herself. That's perfect. Maybe like a bonus podcast or something. Who knows? Whatever works for her. Um, Eli babysat a child in our house this week for a mom that was in a pinch, and um. He didn't know her and he'd never met the kid. I uh, peaced out because I went to a birthday party like a like a an hour wait, wait, wait. into it. Wait, wait, wait. Oh, yeah. How did he get this babysitting job? What's happening? It's I'm kind I'm of like confused. It's, <laughs> well, this, um, just like the way you set up. He's like for a woman he didn't know and had yeah. never met the baby. Like okay, it wasn't a baby. Happening? It was it was like a a ten year old guy but um oh, it was like okay. someone that he like he, a friend of a friend's yes something. someone that he mm-hmm. dog sat and house sat for that mm-hmm. has subsequently had him babysit 
got in touch and said, there's a mom who's really in a bind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was so fun to have, like, a kid in the house. Like, he was playing video games and, like, showing YouTube videos and stuff, and he was so friendly. It was fun to have, like, that young energy in the house. But I did leave to go. And that's, like, Cricket's age, 10. Yeah, yeah. And I love hanging out with Cricket. Right, that's, like, a person, you know? Yeah, yeah. Super fun. It was super fun. And then I had my cookie swap party, and my friend Anna and... Her husband, Nick, who's also my friend, brought their little one, and it was cute to have her in the house, too. She was very How good. old is she? Like, maybe two. Yeah, but a girl. Yeah. <laughs> I did say that to Michelle. I was like, you had two boys. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, that's that's a lot. Like, especially when they're little. Like, yes, we obviously, I've dealt with, but I don't know. I mean, you had a lot of stuff with one of your kids, too. Well, Eli was, like, such a handful. I mean, he was, like, like just straight up, he was, like, the kind of kid, he was a leash kid. You know what I mean? uh And, like, one time a mom, like, clucked her tongue and was like, oh, my God, I can't believe they have their baby on a leash. And I was like, anyone who ever says that either hasn't had a kid or hasn't had a kid that needs to be on a leash. I'm trying to save his life. Right. (laughs) Like, I'm trying to, I'm trying to preserve him and keep him alive. And I know. Which, by the way, guys, your only job as a parent, kind of. Exactly. Exactly. Lincoln didn't, he wasn't a leash kid. He never needed to be on a leash. But they couldn't have been more different, you know? Eli was just physical 24-7. I mean, that kid was so, and, and I mean, he has ADHD. He was so active that at one point we put like a mini refrigerator in his room because he had to like wake up to eat in the middle of the night because well, that's yeah. just how much that. calories he burned. Like we were just talking, he's still, I don't think he's still like that, but he's like, he has like wild metabolism. And we were talking about like, do you know how Chrissy Teigen says that she like puts food on her bedside to eat in the middle of the night. Like she puts an egg and uh, I don't know, some kind of, some kind of, some dish that she brings to bed with her so that she can wake up and eat it. But we were When she's pregnant or just always? I think just always. I remember her using the phrase bed egg. (laughs) She would put like a a hard boiled uh, egg on your bedstand. Doesn't sound to me like the like the midnight snack I'd be into, but I love her. I'm happy for her that she we, figured it out. She's like, I need a little protein. Like I would go like string cheese. Maybe. Yeah. You I know, mean, like that sounds like I don't more need to palatable. get up to to eat in the middle of the night, but I did make um I made a ton of Chex Mix for the cookie swap party. Oh, yeah. You were gonna. You were excited about that. How did, that, how did the it, Chex Mix turn out? It came out good, but I'm going to be honest. Like, I don't know. I, in my mind, remembered it as being so much better than the bagged version that they sell. And I don't know that it is actually better than the bagged version. Or I don't know if it's worth the effort to go to to make scratch Chex Mix. Or, but it also could just be that I had, like, a bad attitude because I felt very stressed about the cookie swap party and I was making the Chex Mix in the middle of the stress. Well, you know, like water for chocolate. (laughs) Maybe it just didn't taste great because it was the energy you're putting into it was stress. I think you might be right. I'm just saying. There was a time. You got to bake with love, man. I guess so. Yeah, Yeah. because also my cookies for the cookie swap party didn't come out the best. 
That's right. I was not yeah, winning any any type of bake off, which is like I think that I generally make like pretty good cookies, and I feel like it would be pretty hard to mess up Chex Mix, which is delicious. Um, but anyway, my point was that there was Chex Mix left over. Eli said that he was going to keep that on his bedside to eat in the middle of the night. <laughs> that makes um, sense. I that think that's like, like a, a right good use for it. Snack. I did make vegan Chex Mix for the vegan guests, and they said that they liked it, which was Emily BB and and our friend Laura. Laura. Yeah, but you know, vegan sweets are normally pretty easy to do. Yeah, but I mean, Chex Mix I would isn't say. a sweet; it's a savory. Chex Mix? Yeah. I chocolate. No, what am I oh, thinking of? You're thinking of Muddy Buddies, maybe, which are also made with Chex. Oh, I like Muddy Buddies. That's where, like, you melt the chocolate and then they're, it, like, you... Yeah, that's what I want. on the Chex and then That's they're... what I thought you were doing. No, well, this is no with, wonder like, it didn't. I don't this like is this. is with, like, the pretzels and the... And garlic? Butter powder? and garlic, Worcestershire sauce and... Oh, no, you can just, like, buy that. nuts. Yeah, exactly. I should have just bought it. (laughs) I think that the Muddy Buddies are better homemade, but I think that the Chex Mix is like, honestly, just buy it. Yeah. Next time. Uh, Next time. But I will say I was able to make it kind of in bulk. That's the one advantage of like making it yourself because, you know. It's probably less expensive. Yeah. I would say probably. Yeah. Yeah. Let's talk about Foria. Let's talk about sex. (laughs) (laughs) Foria. (laughs) <laughs> Faria, oh, we love you so much, Faria. <laughs> we do love Foria. Foria, we've loved you for a long time now. I've loved you for a long time. Also, you've made me come for a long time. And <laughs> since I've loved you, you've made me come. And that's the exchange. Never let me down, Foria. You know what I'm going to say? Love oh. and coming. Sometimes go hand in hand. Sometimes they, do. they don't. Sometimes they don't. But in right. the case, but in the case of Foria and my clit, a hundred percent. Foria has one job. You know how people always say you had one job. Foria mm. has one job, and it always does it. Always delivers. <laughs> what is Foria? You might be asking. You're like, I have fine sex with my husband, po- partner, boyfriend, hand, girlfriend, okay, whoever. Fine, fine. I'm glad you do. It can be better. It can be better. Foria makes incredible products uh, that enhance naturally sexual pleasure and give you access to bigger and better orgasms. Uh, It's all natural, plant-based ingredients. It intensifies sexual pleasure, relieves discomfort if you're a person who maybe is prone to dryness or you're like, ugh, sometimes it just is like not great for me. Try a little squirt of the Foria Awaken Arousal Oil or the Sex Oil. Also fantastic. Yeah, also, or you can th- use them both. Together, it's a one-two punch to your clit. <laughs> <laughs> the Awaken Arousal Oil uses CBD and warming sensation-inducing organic botanicals that enhance arousal, sensitivity, pleasure, and access to orgasm, which is a thing that like a lot of us, mm. I'm guessing, have struggled with from at least from time to time. So why wouldn't you want that? Everybody wants that. And Foria is answering. The question is, why don't you want that? And Foria is like, there's no reason. Here you go. <laughs> I've answered the question. 
Guys, we just, we very much endorse this product. I love it. I've sent it to friends. Perfect stocking stuffer. It's a perfect gift uh, at a Christmas party that you're going to. Maybe not the office Christmas party. Like, let's not get, you know what I mean? I don't want you yes. to get in trouble. Don't get that in might trouble. Be like, HR might be like, not okay. But <laughs> if your girlfriends, if your girl and guy friends, if your couple friends, if there's a party there where you're putting in gifts, I highly recommend the arousal oil and the sex oil. And you have our permission. Also, just try it for yourself. It's great. Yeah. We fully endorse you. Go ahead. Treat yourself deeper, fuller pleasure wherever you can find it. And as often as possible, start with a bottle of Foria. Foria is offering a special deal for our listeners. Get 20% off your first order by visiting foriawellness.com slash best or use code BEST at the checkout. That's F-O-R-I-A, wellness.com forward slash BEST for 20% off your first order. Casey and I recommend trying the Awaken Arousal Oil and the Sex Oil. You're going to thank us, guys. Yeah, really well. Blue Land, blueland.com slash BEST. Is that good? Yes, I love that I thought one. that was that great. Important information. How much do we love Blue Land? Well, you know what I love? I love the fact that whilst the holidays can create more waste than usual. Yes. I mean, just per my Blue Land copy, I will tell you the fact that each year Americans throw away 25% more trash from Thanksgiving to New Year's. And we know how much more they spend on their electric bill. <laughs> That's significant. You know what I mean? It is significant. It's very significant. And I feel tremendous guilt over the extra trash. I hate it. I hate it. But guess what? Meet Blue Land. That's it, guys. Blue Land is on a mission to eliminate single-use plastic by reinventing cleaning essentials to be better for you and for the planet. And this holiday season, Blue Land is having its best sale of the year so you can save and Shop sustainably for your friends and your family and even for yourself. Guess what? I got this for Bestie Jen Tullock, my oh, New, York, New York best friend, because she just yeah. moved into a new place. It's and so, so good. I know. So I got her uh, the Clean Essentials Kit, which is perfect, like everything that you need to get started. But I gave it to her and she was so grateful because also when you move into a new place, you know, there's lots of things to clean. Yeah, you got to... And I gave her eucalyptus mint. And anyway, I'm just saying it's a gift that keeps giving, Casey. Yeah. I I am so grateful for my Blue Land Cleaning Essentials Kit because I said earlier, I'm not the best housekeeper in the world and I need things that are going to motivate me. And so those gorgeous smelling products that work really well and make cleaning easy are like so perfect for me. And the fact that they're refillable and don't cost a ton to refill is like a huge, huge, huge deal for me. No, it's very affordable. And you feel like, okay, I'm not throwing away a ton of plastic bottles every week, you know, and it's so easy to buy the refills and to make them. And also when you see how much water just is in those products to begin with, you're that like, we're like shipping around yeah, water. Shipping around, it's crazy. It's crazy. I'm really... I'm looking forward to this next year. I want to like reduce my carbon footprint even more. I have been inspired this month. Yeah. And 
Blue Land, I know, helps me do that. And it's going to continue to help me to do that. And I want it to help you guys. So why don't you take advantage of the best sale of the year? Go to blueland.com slash best. You're not going to want to miss it. Blueland.com slash best. That's blueland.com slash best. Um, Casey, two things. Number one, I watched all of White Lotus yesterday. In one I sitting. saw that. That was I was impressed because you don't watch shows and don't you ever don't finish watch shows. Shows and or I yeah. or I or I watch them and I don't finish them. Yeah. Generally I was, speaking, I was impressed. I just saw that fly land on your arm. Yeah, I'm telling it's you, enough. something's it's happening. Enough. We're done. We're done here. Wait, is um, that turtleneck but, that you're wearing the same one that the the same brand that you were no, wearing different. when you were watching White Lotus? No, I'm really liking all your patterned turtlenecks. Thank you. No, that one is La Double J, uh, a couple years old, and this one is a, a several several year old Isabel Morant one. All right. Um, anyway, I, continue I had about- to change. I had to change halfway because I was like, I had to get into more comfy clothes because I was watching <laughs> nine and a half, fucking ten hours of television last night in a row. Wow. How long was it? I mean, it's a like, long. They're hour episodes, like six hours. Was it only six <laughs> seven? Episodes? It's seven. seven. Oh, okay. So yeah, a full work day you put in. I put in a full fucking work day, and I was just like, <laughs> you know what? I'm in it. I had a rough, I had a, just a hard day yesterday. Like everything's yeah. fine. But I uh, just had a moment and I went back to the house, the family home, the kid's house. And Birdie was napping, which sometimes happens after school, you know, yeah. teenagers. Yeah. And so Birdie was napping and Cricket was somewhere with Mark. Oh, they went, they went to dinner together. That's where oh, they were. Oh, good. That was cute. Um, but I'm like, I'm going to reheat this beef stew I made. And like, maybe I should just watch the first episode of White Lotus and just like, just do something by myself. See where myself. the day goes. That sounds good. The great. day, the night. It was like a night. I'm night so time. glad you did that. But then once I started, I was like, well, I just, I'm going to, I'm going to finish this. Show yeah, now. you have to. Um, I don't know if I had to. I have not finished so many shows, but I fucking loved it so much. You guys, I can't even tell you how much I loved that show. But also, what are you laughing about? No, I just think it's so funny. Did you watch the first season? Yeah, of course. Okay. Yeah. I didn't finish so. it. I didn't finish oh. it. <laughs> I didn't finish it. Well, that's okay. You finished this one. I finished this one, but like also just for people who don't know, uh, Mike White, who created and wrote and directed White Lotus seasons one and two. Yes. uh, Was a writer on my very first television show, Freaks and Geeks. And in fact, Mike took the job. This is like record. I mean, like he's talked about it years ago, not. He doesn't talk about freaks and geeks now, but like years ago and took the job because he was obsessed with my character, Kim Kelly from the pilot. Like, and he was just like, I just wanted to write her. Like he was, because it's very him. Yeah, sure. Um, He likes likes a complicated lady. He loves a complicated woman. Um, I 
have been friends with him for so many years. Our birthdays are a day apart. I love him so much. He's so fucking talented. He's made some of my favorite things in the world. But the episode of Freaks and Geeks that's about my character, Kim Kelly is my friend, is the one that Mike wrote. It's the third oh, episode. Nice. Yeah. And uh, there's actually a line that Aubrey Plaza says in one of the early-ish episodes that is so like a similar sentiment to a line that I say in Kim Kelly is my friend that like when she said it, I, it like sort of like rang a bell, but then it was in the like recap and depending on what I was doing in that moment, sometimes I would just let the recap play. Like if I was like checking my email or whatever Yeah, in my seven hour of watching television last night. Um, but the line is something like, um, like she said, like, I'm like her, I'm like her closest friend and I don't even know her. And the line that I said in Kim Kelly is my friend is something like, you're like my only friend, Lindsay, and you're a total loser. (laughs) But it's like also like the cadence of the way that Aubrey says it and the way that I said it is like, because we have similar sort of sometimes like voices. Yeah. Voices, I guess. I don't know. Anyway. Um, but I loved it, loved it, loved it. I won't spoil anything in case you haven't watched it because, you know, there's big spoilers and I didn't see any, I have to say, I didn't see any spoilers, but you know me, I want to be a part of a cultural conversation. Right. Right. So I did watch that fucking show. Anyway, I think it's, I think, oh, Enlightened was also one of my favorite uh, shows of all time. Was one of my favorites. If you haven't it watched so that, good. I highly recommend getting you, into Enlightened. By the way, if you were into Severance and you're missing it, I think it's worthwhile to go back and check out Enlightened because it doesn't have like the the sci-fi vibes of Severance. Sci-fi? Oh, yeah, Severance. I Sorry, I got confused and thought you were talking about Succession. No, no. <laughs> Severance has like, you know, kind of sci-fi vibes like um like well, future yeah, like it's like yeah, like uh dystopian sci-fi dystopian. vibes. Mm-hmm. But um but Enlightened has all the dystopia and all the all the corporate creepiness vibes and It's definitely I feel like Severance definitely was inspired. Yeah, I would think so too. But anyway, Enlightened is totally worth going back and checking out if you haven't seen it. Mike White, you might also like know his face from he's like the roommate in the movie School of Rock. And uh, you might have seen him on The Amazing Race. He did The Amazing Race with his dad, correct? A couple, well, yeah, but he yeah. did The Amazing Race a couple times. Yeah. So, you know, he's, uh, you're, you'll, you know his face, and uh, I always like that. I always like when I know the face of a writer who he's very prolific. I like. Yeah, and has done so many amazing shows and movies. I mean, Year of the Dog with Molly Shannon is incredible. Yes, yeah. Um, Chuck and Buck was like his first movie indie movie that he did with the Whites Brothers. It's like really bizarre and cool. Um, anyway, this is just a Mike White fan club now. Yeah. Oh, and when when I was in LA last time, I had a rental car and you know how sometimes they don't delete like the 
um, Bluetooth hookup yes. thing, my rental car said Mike White. Oh. And like, like to connect to his audio or whatever. And so I took a picture of it and sent it to him. And he's like, oh my God, wild. What the fuck? And I'm like, I don't know. Did you rent this car? Or is it just another guy named Mike White? And then oh I was like, God. I haven't watched White Lotus yet, but everybody's loving it. And he's like, ha ha ha. Like truly, <laughs> truly. He's such a fucking genius. But here's what I want to say. And I think this is important because... I want to talk about making things because we did that QVC special. Yes. And I think it turned out so fucking great. (laughs) And it was like, guys, this was the commercial job that Casey and I were working on together that she came to New York for. And we were like, it's a commercial job. So on that, on the one hand, you're like, it's a commercial job. On the other hand, on the other hand, what if I just like... Our guest today would love that. Yeah. Just wait, guys. Just wait. (laughs) She would recommend some vocal Um, exercises. Oh, I know them all. Don't worry about it. (laughs) Anyway, uh, I was told to modulate my voice many times in my early career as an actress. Uh, My point being, uh, commercial job. you can say what you want about commercial jobs. Most everything is a commercial job because whether you like it or not, you're selling shit to make stuff. Yeah. yeah, you got to. Like you're either selling your your your, you know, it's a it's all a it's all a deal. Anyway, yes. The, I mean, there's a longer explanation which is that you're either directly selling something or you're you're doing a show that's sponsored by ads that are selling something or you're getting funded by someone who's wealthy from selling something. Those are the only choices. That's the only that's the only way, guys. Yeah. It's the only way. Anyway, the point being that uh, we initially, when they came, when QVC Plus came to us, my agent was like, listen, I this these people are very enthusiastic about you. And they I already, you know, and Casey, they want Casey too because they loved Busy Tonight. And they kind of are just like, we just want them to do whatever they want to do. And we did like within within, within the reason the ram within the not ramifications the within realm. the realm within the realm of like we're hoping for like some sort of fun holiday special that we can um, put like showcase all of the things that are like available on QVC. Which by the way, I learned a lot. I didn't know you could buy all that shit on QVC. Yes. Cheers. Oh, cheers. <laughs> You know what I decided? I was up until three in the morning watching White, White Lotus, Lotus with Birdie, and I did have several bevs last night. So, not no longer an advertiser on the podcast. Still shouting them out. Don't know why. Anyway, uh, it's just who she is. It's still good. Um, but we had the best time working with Mike and like all of the creative team and and the salespeople and the art directors and everything at QVC. And they were so open to our pitches. Like Casey really was like, we got to give people good gifts. Like let's do, (laughs) let's do a thing where we go onto the street and we ask people what the worst or weirdest gift was that they ever got. And then we like give them something good in return. And that was so much fun to do. It was really fun. Yeah. It was really fun. And even a few of you who listened to the podcast showed up because Casey 
was like a little concerned. Just the location was a little weird. And she was concerned like going out onto the street in the middle of the winter is like, it's maybe hard. we won't, won't get a lot of people who want to participate. Right. So she put up like a story. Was it an Instagram story? Or yeah. Was it yeah. The, yeah. Just saying like, hey, if you're in New York and you want to come swing by this intersection <laughs> at this time, we might have a surprise for you. And so some of you guys who showed up were fans of the podcast, which was really fun. But some people were just like, what's going on? Can Random I guys do walking this? by. Yeah. Yeah. And that was so fun. But it brings me to this, which is like how I'm how I'm looping this into a conversation about the genius of Mike White and us doing a special for QVC is this. Um, that the best things happen when people who are creative are told, um, Hey, you're really creative. And I trust that, you know, what's best for what will resonate, what'll hit, what'll work best with your audience and whatever, whatever. So just go do the thing and we're going to pay for it. And you tell us what you want it to look like. And like, we just, you just go do it. And It's so interesting to me, and it is not lost on me, that literally the best, most creative, most talked about television shows in recent memory are from HBO Mm -hmm. because Casey Boys and like the creative or the executive team at HBO, I know from experience working with Danny McBride, and uh, then I was talking to our friend Robin Shore who just listened to an NPR uh, podcast with Mike White yeah. about White Lotus. And I've heard from a few other people who have had shows at HBO that once they agree and green light to work with a creator, they're like, okay, go do it. And they don't like fuck with it. And they don't right. give like copious notes about like music cues and like, is that costume right? And um, we think that uh, this person shouldn't die or whatever. They just right. like, they trust the vision of the creative person. And what you get is like a very pure expression because like Casey said, all of this is such an exchange, right? Like we, you're as a, as a person who wants to make stuff, you need to have money in order to make the stuff, right? Like right. certainly, you, I mean, you can't make White Lotus for free. Right, right, <laughs> you know? exactly. Like that shit needs like, it needs the, it needs- The capital. The capital. And what ends up happening so much in television is executives and non-creative people thinking- that they should have an input on the final product in order to like, I don't know, justify their own paycheck or they just, they want to make sure that it's in line with, you know, the ethos of their network or the, or the advertisers that are going to be advertising on the network won't get upset about anything or they won't ruffle any feathers of, of, Republicans or right. whatever the fuck it is. Who even knows right. is the point. But it's just like such a bummer to me that more networks and studios don't look at 
at how awesome and incredibly talked about the shows that come out of that kind of like hands-off process. Right. Like how much more of an impact it has and therefore like would make them more money. Right. Right. Yeah. And you know what is also, well, I I mean, this is like an extension of this conversation is that like QVC, which allowed us to do this fun thing and it was, you know, creative within the I'm not kidding you, Casey. Like if we, if they wanted to do our show... I'm not kidding. You'd I would say do it yes in a in fucking a heartbeat. Well, what I was going to say is like they are also like you think of it as like a shopping network. That's what it is. That's that's how you know it. But all of those people there, they are so creative and yeah. so like could easily come to Los Angeles and do anything that anyone asked them to do with a skill set and like, by the way, they were all so chill and kind that it was like literally disconcerting. Yeah, like I it agree. Almost, I was like, wait, are you guys sure this was okay? I did <laughs> say that like twice. It was like, like we were missing are you, something. Are you like, sure? <laughs> but then and I, I watched. I watched it and I was like, oh, it really. They did a great job with the edit yeah. too. I mean, they have everything like in house. Yeah, and all in house. So like all the team there, and that this is to say, like they didn't just make this like little special with us, which was so fun. They also made a full out Hallmark style holiday movie called Holly and the Hot Chocolate, and I watched it because they seemed excited about it. Biz, it is. One of the better holiday movies of that, like in that vein, you know, you know, those made for TV holiday movies, a bunch of them come out every year. Uh, It's really funny. It's got jokes. Everyone in it is really great. And uh, I thoroughly enjoyed it. And you can watch that on QVC plus as well. So these are people that like, first of all, what? What movie are we making with them? Come on. (laughs) Secondly, busy tonight, 2.0. We can do, you know what we can do with them? What? We could do busy all day. Mm, yes. These are these are ideas. Everyone, you're getting like a peek behind the curtain of like everything that we've been talking about. It was really nice because, well, you know, it confirmed for me that a lot of the things that we have been talking about over the past few years now that we're like, why can't we do it this way? These people that are doing things kind of this way were like, yeah, that absolutely makes sense. And you absolutely could do it that way. So that just because there's a lot of people when you're suggesting doing something in a new way that hasn't really been done before, a lot of people will be very quick to say, oh, that's because it's not possible. Like how many times did someone tell us that like something wasn't possible? And I'm like, we're not. Act, we're not asking anyone to do nuclear fusion, which has been accomplished this week, by the way. We're saying like... That's what my dad did. <laughs> exactly. That was, his, that was his job. Exactly. But how many times did somebody tell us, like have a meeting with us and tell us, oh, that's not possible that nobody has ever done that before. And then, you know, you talk to somebody that's actually like doing things and they're like, yeah, here's how you would do that. Blah, blah, blah. You know, and it's just like, that's what I felt like this team from QVC was like, they made a, a whole movie, a whole movie. Like, um, And I also just found 
them to be very like delightful in all of our going back and forth about like even just ideas and stuff yeah. and like just the way that they would they never said like that's no we're not you know like that's insane no we can't whatever right. they were just like so open to all to everything I just and, like, loved a, them you guys I accommodating hope you watch and yeah I hope you watch it too it was super fun <laughs> I to already do have it. heard from like a lot of people that have loved it I mean my parents texted me first of all bless your parents my texted parents. me <laughs> I know but bless my parents because they literally like I think they woke up yesterday morning my mom must have had like an alarm set or something Aww. and they like woke up and watched it and wait I have to read you what my dad wrote because my dad is so funny you know my dad and I didn't really ever have like the closest relationship guys and then after Hoffman yeah I feel like I've been so much more aware of like well not just wanting to have a closer relationship with him but also just like things just shifted for me. Do you know what I mean? And yeah, like, I love that. I'm glad. And I was, um, it's a big fucking deal, you yeah. know? Yeah. I said to Mark the other day, I was like, well, here's the good news. Like, I don't think that our kids are going to have like the same kinds of, well, this was like about, this was a conversation about other things. Yeah. <laughs> other people. Yeah. And then it, and then I was like, the good news is I feel like our daughters are not going to have daddy issues because of all of the time attention and like physical love you show both kids like yeah hugging them kissing their cheeks telling them how beautiful they are taking them out to dinners like you know like you are so hands-on I mean yeah so they're definitely yeah. gonna have um some mommy issues but that's you know <laughs> what guys you know what you I can't think, win them all you I think can't that win would them be all. practically impossible can't for win for mothers and daughters not to have well also like for if your mom's like a fucking public person yeah. too Birdie and yeah. I had got into it this weekend about that by the way oh god yeah but you know what and I and I really like Wait, anyway, my dad texted me. It was really cute. I loved you guys on QVC. Did you sell a lot of stuff? And uh, I wrote, oh, dad, I don't know. It just came out today. And I mean, that's like, we're, ex we would be excited for people to like buy some of the stuff or whatever, but like our payment didn't depend on that. <laughs> they also <laughs> told, they also told us like, don't try to sell anything. Yeah, they did. We were they like, did say that. I think we sold things more than they wanted us to sell things because we were like, but we love this stuff. When I tell you that the, those, my mom now is like obsessed with that skirt. The, the everyone skirt. is. Everyone anyway, is. It like is. sold out now. I don't know, but I, I wanted do to know. see about getting one for my mom. Okay, I think we can probably get one for your mom. But everyone's obsessed with this skirt that Busy and I wore. Like, in case you haven't watched it, um, you'll see that we like. I'm actually going to go on QVC right now and just buy it. For my <laughs> we mom. wore matching outfits to show that like different body types can wear the same outfit and it can still be flattering and comfortable. But we didn't like call it that. We were more, no, it was more but we just were, like, you know, it was more like, it was more like friends matching. Dressing with your friend, best friend, like, like cute matchy-yachy with your best yeah. friend or like yeah. your sister for Christmas. Like I love, I love dressing alike. <laughs> I, re I really do. What is that? I don't know why. Like, I never did it when I was a kid, Leanne. I mean, there's not a fucking world in which 
yeah. man ever would want to dress like me or I would ever want to wear the things she wore when we were yes. kids. Did you match with your friends ever? No. And I always wanted. Well, Emily, maybe. Sometimes. Maybe a little Emily. Yeah. Maybe because a that was always a thing. Well, again, I was a cheerleader. So from like a really young age. So See, I wasn't in any groups. Having a uniform was like a, a big thing. But then also like it extended to like my two best friends in school. We always had like matching T-shirts. We always it was always like by committee when you went somewhere to buy a souvenir T-shirt, we would have to like you know, have a committee and decide which T-shirt we were all going to get the same. So, you know, there Wait, is something fun about it. I don't see the skirt right now. You don't like, see the skirt? Gone. You know what? <gasps> what? You know what? We really do. I really... Oh, wait. Here it is. Here it is. You Best found seller. it. It's from the Best Joan seller. Rivers collection. Yeah. It's oh, wait. Like a... My mom's petite, too. I know. We. That's so perfect. What do, think, what do you think we text about? Petiteness. Petiteness. <laughs> <laughs> Um, um, but yeah, so it's this like beautiful skirt, but everyone was obsessed with it. And I was so happy because, um, it was from the Joan Rivers collection. So, you know, I'm, I remain loyal. They're sold out of the red and black. Okay. But they have it in the tawny port and black, but they don't have it in the green. Wait, maybe I can just get the regular one. Yeah, because I don't think like it's a maxi skirt, so... You know. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Well. Oh, also, Isaac Mizrahi has, like, a version of it, too. Oh, okay. Oh, they're really sold out. Really? I will say it was, like, definitely... Um, it's stretchy. Yes. I Everything was wearing, we wore just was so, so know, comfortable. It was so comfortable. But just so you guys know, if you do want to try to get this Joan Rivers skirt, which is on clearance, <laughs> that's a mistake, UBC. Um, <laughs> charge full price, babies. <laughs> uh, no, but um, if you do want to get it, I would say the sizing is a little bonkers. Oh, wait. Oh, my God. This is so funny. Literally, sizing is what the only comment in the thing is sizing. Oh, my God. Love these skirts, but the sizing is bonkers. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to, the size small is too big. Going to reorder okay. an extra small. It does run, I feel like it ran big. Okay. Yeah. Because it's like a very voluminous, voluminous. Mm -hmm. And, and yeah. voluminous and it's got uh, a stretchy waist. A stretchy waist. We Which, stretchy by waist. the way, I love a stretchy waist, but I also hate a stretchy waist because I think it's just like, looks like you just gave up. But the beauty about this stretchy waist is it's like a black attached, non-gathered band. And so it just looks like a nice belt, really. Like, you know, I'm obsessed and you can, that they, they're going to be like, people are going to be like, I tried to listen to the podcast this week. It was like, basically, <laughs> it was like an ad for, for the skirt on QVC. <laughs> a skirt on QVC. I mean, okay. Okay. But it's so great. Okay. Everyone was everyone was obsessed with it. So like, listen. I thought that section, I thought that was really cute. Now, I just want to say this. I don't know if I, I didn't get to this yet. Um, I literally spent, personally spent, I would say no less than four hours on the QVC <laughs> fashion website. Truly. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yes. Uh, because I was just like going through all of the things, like finding 
things that like could also work for you. And then like just thinking about, I don't know, like it was just a lot. Yeah, like, lots just, of I just, stuff. There's, because they have so much stuff. They really have anything you could want, really. I mean, just being honest. Anything you could want. And I, some of their, some things we didn't wear, but they also have like a current collab or is that what they call it? The um, Girl with Curves, who is a like a fashion influencer who I love, who's now designing things. Um, she has a line on QVC. So like everything that I wore on my Minneapolis trip that everybody liked, that was a lot of that stuff was from QVC before I even knew about this job. It was a lot of it was Girl with Curves and Joan Rivers from QVC. VC in the fall. So, you know, so when I say that, like, I never do anything that I don't really believe in and don't really love and use, uh, that goes like quadruple for QVC. Anywho. 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 It was super fun. It was super it was fun. Really and fun. like the amount of like zero stress that day, like, ugh. And like, Ugh. and I didn't sleep well the night before. You hadn't slept well the night before. You had insomnia, and then like, well, like I was. Little, I think I was nervous. You were nervous, and then like little things well, got. I just you wanted know, to do well, and like you know how that is. As like always happens when you're doing any kind of production, little things got messed up. And like, I'm not going to say that I've never been like, this is really bad that this got messed up, like on something that I've been working on. But like the amount of chill that everybody had, like just made it, it was wild. I never saw anything like it. I'd never seen anyone, any group of people so relaxed and genuinely like, it's okay. Like, it'll be okay. It's fine. And uh, it just like really... I don't know. I I mean, like, it really made me admire what the culture at that place must be like, that people were so relaxed. Or, like, yeah, that I don't know. Just a Guys, really, good, really good group of folks. Here's what I'm going to say. You know me. I'm a little bit, like, I, we've talked about it. And, like, don't want to, like, I'm a Lloyd Dobler at heart, you know? I'm, like, I don't want to buy anything sold or bought or do anything, da 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 da, da whatever. But, like, the fact is people do buy stuff. And I would sell stuff for QVC. I mean, I did. But yeah. I um, would do it again in a heartbeat. I loved them. It was so fun. And I want to go to Pennsylvania to tour the facility, I which they mean, offered. Wait, I'm sorry. You know what? I didn't even say the right thing. My th I was, like, more like I'm Lloyd Dobler in that people for a long time, Casey and I have talked about this, are like, why don't you do your thing like why don't you make a line of bleh whatever yeah and I'm like I don't want to do a thing like that when if it feels like because I think so many of them feel disingenuous yeah you know? it feels like someone told that person this is the next thing you should do like right. this is on the checklist of things you should do in your career right and so that's always been like hard for me and there's also like there's only so many fucking hours in the day for us and like it, I know it's, but like, I am busy all day, every fucking day. You know what right, I mean? Right. Um, I'm literally buying this skirt as we talk. Um, three, six, one. Um, sorry. I just Don't read my your mom's. credit card number. No, I was out. just remember. I was just remembering my mom's phone number. Um, <laughs> you guys, seriously, Barb, spoiler alert, Barb. <gasps> Speaking of which you guys, do you think that my crying hurt the movie? No. 
No, I don't okay. think so. Okay, good. People were angry about my crying. That you cry. Who was angry? Men. Well, they can shut up. Get angry. Well, yeah, about I that. mean, get angry about that, men. Shut up. No, I mean, yeah, 100%. They can shut the fuck up and sit the fuck down. <laughs> I have no interest in any of them at all at this point in my life. Like, truly, I'm done. <laughs> uh, no, but anyway, think... wait, what was I saying? Um, I don't know. Oh, about Barb. You were, mm. you were, you were putting. I'm buying this skirt right now yeah, as we're for, as we're talking for Barb and Barb. I'm sorry, this is a spoiler alert, um, but Joan is sending you this skirt, and <laughs> I hope you love it. Um, I got so. Do you know? Have you ever seen me wear? I wore like a couple Christmases ago. This dressmaker from London. Her name is Mary Benson. Okay. Um and. She makes these really, like, well, for a while, they were just bespoke. Like, she would just, like, literally, you would send her your measurements, and she would have the dress sewn for your body. Oh, I you love know? That. Yeah. No, it's amazing. And she'll still do that for sure. And she would she would get, like, fabric and then... Like I've worn this stuff before. It has like um like moons and stars on it. Like she uh-huh. makes she kind of like makes the pattern on the fabric with like, I don't know if it's like iron on or like what she does with it, but it's really cool. Anyway, she's in London. Her name is Mary Benson. She's like a very small dressmaker in London. And you can look at her stuff. But anyway, she reached out. I've like posted her stuff before and like worn her dresses before. And she yeah reached out and she's doing now more sort of like tradish sizing so that like people can, you know, just order, just order it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, anyway, wait, place order and then we're done. Sorry. And then I can focus on you again. That's okay. She did it. She did it. Mom, you're getting that skirt. She did it. (laughs) She did it. Mom, you're getting that skirt for Christmas. Should get a fucking discount, but that's okay. <laughs> um, anyway, it was on sale. So, uh, so anyway, Mary Benson reached out and she was like, um, "This is just speaking of Machiachi. and she's like, "Hey, I've got these, I've got these new Christmas dresses up on the site. I imagine that's how she talks. I don't know. Sure. Um, I'd love to send you one. Like that would be lovely if you are interested. And I looked and I was like, oh my God, they're all so gorgeous and I fucking love them. And yes, I would love it. And so I picked this one in uh, green velvet that I loved. But then I was like, just flashed forward to my future, AKA my past, where I had gotten this really cute um, Christmas dress last year from my friends at Doen. Yeah. And uh, then Birdie wore it on Christmas. Sure. Right. You know, and then I was like, well, I don't now have a Christmas dress, so okay, yeah, I guess, but like, mm. um, so then I wrote Mary Benson back, and I was like, I'm not trying to be like ask for too much because you know, I get weird about that too, like, right, right, happy yeah, to sure. pay for it, happy to pay yeah. for it, um, but also, I do think I should probably get one for my teenage child as well because. Um, otherwise I'm just not going to get to wear this dress. Right. So 
she was like, fantastic. I love it. Matching dresses. That's so great. Do you want me to make one for the little one as well? No, would never wear a dress. <laughs> no, ever. Yeah. Not yeah. for her. It's right. not for her. Um, but then I looked online and I found a green velvet, like onesie jumpsuit. Like, have you seen uh, those? Like those onesies? Yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about. Wait, we yeah. sell them. Yeah. Right. We have, well, I found yeah. like a, haven't we? I think, well, did we? I don't know if we have. I think we've I think we about did ear- early yeah. because um, we made them for Girls 5 Eva. Right. And Brave, Brave right. Gowns does our like yeah. stuff for Girls 5 Eva. Right. Anyway, anyway. regardless. It's a, it's, I can't a remember. Velvet the com- onesie. The company is literally called like onesie or something. Okay. Um, But it like zips all the way up, you know? Love it. Yeah. And it has a hood and it's like a green velvet onesie. And when, so the dresses showed up and the onesie showed up and it's like the perfect velvet. And then Mark saw it and was like, I mean, I am coming for Christmas. Could I get one too? (laughs) I was like, um, mm -hmm. sure. (laughs) Of course you can, Mark. Yes. Let me get you one. Okay. So I ordered Mark his velvet onesie that's on its way. Um, but all this to say, Bertie tried on the dress. Yeah. Bertie and I tried on our dresses. Cricket was like, it's going to fit. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'm sure. It doesn't matter. It's a onesie. You're going to be great. But Bertie and I tried on our dresses. And then and Bertie was like looking at herself in the mirror. And it, it, the dresses are so cute and so beautiful. I'm so excited about wearing mine too. Aww. And Bertie goes, puts her hand on my arm and goes, but do you think maybe just I should wear it so that I could oh. like, so I can really sparkle? <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> and I was like, well, mm-hmm, sure. But also that like defeats the purpose of like us wearing like a cute family matchy thing. And now I ordered this one for your dad. So it's like everybody's wearing a matchy outfit. So it's like, it'd be kind of weird if you didn't let me wear it just because you wanted to shine. But like, I could wear a turtleneck under or something just to make it really pop for Different. you. Yeah. Oh my God. So That's fucking adorable. I think that bird like really honed in on like what would needle you the most in that moment. I like, know. <laughs> just crumbling up your vision. Of I know. Matching out. But like, here's the thing. And and that's why like Truly, you guys, that segment on QVC was like my dream. It it looked like we were having fun. It's because I was having nothing but fun. It was like my dream, my dream come true. Oh my God. You know what? And she's probably, she probably doesn't even listen to the podcast anymore. But Emily Beebe and I, when we lived together in our 20s, oftentimes wore matching outfits. See? See? I love it. It's fun. It's fun. I love, guys, please. Just please, I want more interaction. Maybe we'll do, maybe this can be on the Substack. Can you guys please submit photos of you and your friends or your family wearing matchy-achy outfits? It doesn't have to be for Christmas. It could just be like, we decided to go to like this school dance and all my girlfriends and I bought the same dress. Don't send me bridesmaids pictures. That doesn't count. Right. I want like, I want Voluntary like, matching. Voluntary matchy-achy outfits just because you guys love each other and you just wanted to match. <laughs> you wanted to wear the same fucking clothes. And you know what? You know what? Maybe this is our line for QVC. Maybe our line is BFF. Maybe it's called BFF. 
And it's just fucking absolutely adorable matchy-atchy outfits for you and your BFF. Like, when Birdie was into American Girl dolls for two and a half seconds, I was so jealous because the outfits came in, like, girl size and American Girl size, but not mom size. (laughs) And I was constantly like, I mean, I could fit into a 14. I could. I could fit into a 14. Teen size. Yeah. But, you know, it would be better if it was just like they just acknowledged that I'd like to be a part of it too. Yeah. Nothing's made me happier than like the, um, the, I don't, I couldn't even say it's a resurgence. I just think it's a surgence of matching family jammies or at least coordinating family jammies match with your dog match with your family or your friends. But I just like, I love, I love the option. I love having the option. We've always done matching Christmas jammies in my house. Always. Since I was a little, little kid. That's been a tradition forever. Forever. Not the parents, just the kids. Just the kids. Yeah. I can't imagine my father ever in pajamas. (laughs) I've never seen, I've never seen my dad out of like a khaki (laughs) pant and, and like a, your dad wakes up. I'm not kidding. Uh, at 4 a.m. just to put khakis on so no one I've, will see him is, in I'm, pajamas. I've, he, I don't think he, I don't know if he owns pajamas. I swear <laughs> to God, the man wears, he wears his like dockers. Yeah. I've never seen him outside of Maybe a dock. Maybe he sleeps That's his, in dockers. It's like his, it's like dockers. And he does have a few like around the house work outfits that are like cargo shorts. He right. has like the car- Dockers cargo short. Yeah. I've never seen him in like a gym short. I've never seen him. I don't know. I mean, in a sweatpant. He had, no, he has, he has white Hanes undershirt t-shirts. Okay. That I have seen him in. Yeah. But like that's, but that's like, but they're technically his like under his dress shirt slash Tommy Bahama shirt. Right. The most casual my father gets is like Tommy Bahama button up shirt and Dockers. I like it. I think I I get it. Like I'm very I'm too comfortable sometimes. And uh it's but just I like so insane. I deeply respect a person I've never that, seen him without that Dockers on. Needs to pull it together. <laughs> Your dad uh is like yeah, he's just wearing Dockers. Maybe they're just pajamas that look like Dockers. Maybe that's oh also a thing we could sell. <laughs> I love it so much. Pajamas I that look so like much. a suit. I love it so much. And I then, love, no, pajamas that look like Dockers. <laughs> I just love it. Remember like when when they made like pajama jeans for ladies? Yes. Of course. They should, why didn't they make pajama Dockers for men? Oh my God. One time at Watch What Happens Live, I think we did like a Secret Santa gift exchange or something. That is so fucking funny. I'm sorry. That is And somebody got pajama jeans and like as like a gag gift. Right. Like a white elephant gift. Yeah. And then, um, and then, uh, Andy Cohen took off his suit pants and put the pajama jeans on and did like a hell of a runway show for all of us. And it was really, a highlight, a highlight of my time working there behind the scenes. So I'm a fan of pajama jeans. We are also a fan of our guest who's just joining us and seeing if we can hear her. It's uh, Lake Bell. Okay. She's muted. 
Oh my God, do you know what I just put on? What? I just put on my Thrive Cosmetics mascara that I love. I love that mascara so much. No, it's like literally, it's the Liquid Lash Extensions Mascara, and I'm not kidding you. When I wear it, people go crazy, and they're like, what mascara do you use? I have to get it. Yeah. It's the first vegan tubing mascara, and it's their best-selling product. It works so well. It makes your lashes look so great. For me, like, I love the that it's vegan, but the tubing for me is like a huge deal because under my eyes is oily and I can't really wear any other mascara without having it smear everywhere. And so this stays where it's supposed to stay on my eyelashes and it looks great. And it doesn't clump and it doesn't smudge. I also am very obsessed with the Sheer Strength Hydrating Lip Tint, which I've been using walking around all day today because it's been 20 degrees outside and I need like... Listen, I need hydration. And you know what else I need? I need a little tint. Yes. Just a little tint. I like the Brilliant Eye Brightener, too. Um, And by the way, like, you know me, I'm always using things for alternate purposes. I use it for everything. I use it for, like, highlighter on my nose, highlighter on my cheeks. I use it in the corner of my eyes because it does make your eyes look brighter and more awake. But it's just, it's really foolproof and easy to use, and it stays on for a really long time. It's fantastic. I love it. But my favorite thing about this brand, Thrive Cosmetics, which really came on my radar when they reached out and asked if we wanted to be partners with them and have them advertise on the podcast. And I learned more about the company. It's not just like that they make the best beauty products because they do. Their beauty products are incredible. Yeah. But they also have this mission, which is in the name of the company. Uh, For every product purchased, Thrive Cosmetics donates to help communities thrive. They have over 300 giving partners that they partner with across the country and they support numerous causes, you know, all of which are things that are important to both of us. Such worthy Um, causes. And like, I have to be honest, like sometimes I feel a little guilty and a little shallow (laughs) buying like new makeup for myself. Yes, 100%. So like this, I can feel good about and it's their like, it's their bigger than beauty program. And I know that for every dollar I'm spending with them, it's going to do as much good as it is, you know, for my own vanity reasons. I mean, truly, truly, guys, we really love Thrive Cosmetics. So I mean, it's Thrive and then Cause, C-A-U-S-E. Get it? Medic. (laughs) Okay. So- Why don't you try Thrive Cosmetics today? Right now, you can get up to 45% off their best-selling products when you purchase select holiday sets by visiting thrivecosmetics.com slash best. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S.com slash best to start shopping for their holiday sets. Uh, We just love you, Thrive. Oh, Milk Bar. We really love you, Milk Bar. It's so hard to know what to bring when you go to someone's house and there's a party and you want to bring something cool that everybody's going to enjoy, but you don't want to bring alcohol necessarily because you don't know what they drink. (laughs) But guess what everybody does love? Dessert. Treats from Milk Bar. Treats. 
from Milk Bar. I've been a Milk Bar fan for years. I've sent I sent you Milk Bar once for your birthday. I remember. Yes, you years sent me ago. a Milk Bar birthday cake. I my, did. My lawyer often sends Milk Bar cookies, but also I used to go to the actual original Milk Bar in New York City because it was worth it. It was worth like making the trip for. I mean, it is Milk Bar is I Iconic. James Beard award-winning celebrity chef Christina Tosi opened the first milk bar bakery in 2008. And she has been shaking up the dessert scene ever since with her unique spin on iconic flavors. I am such a fan of hers. Anyway, guys, now you can ship milk bars desserts nationwide and not just ship them like you love them. (laughs) <laughs> ship them like you can send them, ship to, them people. to people you love yeah. it is milk bar is the perfect gift for anyone and everyone in your life this holiday season for a limited time milk bar is offering their delicious new chocolate mint chip cake and truffles oh, and so good the peppermint bark snap cookies just in time for the holidays also get your hands on their limited quantity of lab drops including peppermint tie-dye pie made in limited batches straight from their experimental kitchen i'm obsessed or you can also opt for the classic milk bar pie it's very famous cult favorite holiday treat made from toasted oat crust with a gooey butter filling and when i say gooey i mean gooey it's delicious it's delicious it's never too early to plan ahead place an order today to schedule your treats to be delivered right before the holidays but if you waited last minute and you need desserts stat they offer also fast even overnight nationwide delivery that's amazing um it is fantastic right now milk bar has a special limited time offer get $15 off any order of $80 or more when you go to milk barstore.com slash best you'll get 15 bucks off an order of $80 or more by going to milkbarstore.com slash best milkbarstore.com slash best um guys you know lake bell for many 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 things hi Busy. But, but yeah. hi, I miss you. Um, but currently, she's got an audio book. She wrote a book and then put it on audio only because the book is about um, voices. It's about the voice human voice. And sound. It's about, In, and it's, yeah, called it's about her speaking voice. Inside voice. Which is exciting. You can get it wherever you get audiobooks, right? Yes. And we're, are we like live? Did we? Yeah, we just do this. Oh, okay. No, I just, I wasn't re- I Now I'm so ready and I am Honey, so none of us are ever ready for anything. <laughs> you know what I mean? So this is the Listen. best that anyone's going to get. And like, it's good enough for a fucking podcast. You know what? I <laughs> am happy to be here. <laughs> I, I, I did, I did make a, I made a, a book. And I say I'm made because I wrote and then recorded and ostensibly created like a like a postgrad course that I never attended uh, for myself with my own personal obsession, which is the speaking voice. And that I mean, comes- it's essentially it's it's like your 
your incredible movie that you wrote, that your first feature film that you wrote and directed and starred in, like it's like all the same. It is a theme, right? In your yeah, Inside Voice is definitely an extension of the work that I was already excited about. That I that I you know folded into in a world, which was my first feature, and. Um, so, so really, I think it comes from a place of almost like quasi necessity because I, I can't get enough of it. I feel like I'm not even done yet talking about or thinking about or studying or, you know, sort of investigating, investigating and excavating new cool shit when it comes to voice. I think it, you know, it's a roadmap of everything we have endured and everything we've experienced or, or perhaps exposed to, you know, um, it's, you know, it's broadcasting what kind of community we want to be a part of. It's, you know, it can be, you know, your voice and your connection to someone else's voice can be, you know, attributed to the love of your life, you know, like getting married. I mean, you know, creating family with someone, being best friends with someone, you know, if they sound like you or something that reminds you of something you've been exposed to. Right. Then, like it, it can open up a memory or something and like, you know, it's like a sense memory deep in your soul, right? Other people's voices. voices. Yes, absolutely. I mean, shit. It also can be polarizing. You know, it could be like, it could disgust you. <laughs> like yeah, if you heard, you know, if we if we have some you know you some someone who sounds like somebody who is really terrible to you as a kid or something it might be very difficult to to move off that sound in in adulthood you know to to kind of connect with that person so i the, you know i think that it it has so many different shapes and dips and valleys and you know all kinds of things that um you know that that i find really compelling but then also as a as a as a vocally kind of dexterous person myself, I enjoy pl the play of it as well. Yeah. Oh, I do too. My yeah. kid loves it as well. Birdie's really? got such a great ear. ear for accents and is just, as my mother would say, a musical ear. <laughs> Although there's no musical instruments happening. Well, but the, the voice is a The voice is yeah. Birdie's musical. Oh my God, you guys, by the way, Sidebar, I didn't get into this yet on the podcast, but I'll just tell both of you at the same time. So Birdie's, you know, it's school's about to be done for the winter break and Birdie's middle school chorus and orchestra had their little, whatever, concert in the black box theater. Birdie also did, Casey, I didn't tell you this, Birdie also had seen scene presentations for they were like I was trying to just explain it to someone it was like they were longer than they were longer than scenes and shorter than one acts you know what I mean like just yeah. like extended scenes these kids were doing but anyway so that was the acting thing but so then the concert happened and the first of all by the way like your kids are still little eight and five okay eight and five so at the beginning of this podcast, I said, I just went over to my best friend's house, um, which I hadn't been in a minute. She has now an almost three-year-old and like a newborn who's, I don't know, eight weeks. And I was just like, what the fuck are people doing with little kids? Like, it, this is impossible. This is, this is hard. 
This is hard work that you're, (laughs) and you're in it. You're like, you're on the precipice of it, like turning and getting hard in a different way. Yeah. Well, I've heard all of that. I I think that, um, you know, I, I sort of operate from a place of, because my daughter has epilepsy and we're currently six months into seizure freedom. Um, I think that, uh, not to be like overly (laughs) like a downer or anything, but you know, um, you know, epilepsy is no joke. And, you know, we went from 11 to 16 seizures a day to none. So, um, with great effort and big hurdles and all kinds of extraordinary obstacles. What, what kind of, uh, what are you doing? What kind of therapies and what kind of so so we um my ex-husband and I who are dear friends uh Scott Campbell who did my tattoo of my cricket just FYI indeed Mm -hmm. he's one of the greats and he and I obviously are very connected we have not we do not even have the luxury to be you know sort of oh we're gonna have tough you know we're we're not gonna get along like no that's not a like we're good. We're, we're friends and co-parents and we have a kid with epilepsy. So obviously we're going to be in a situation where like, we're, we're just, we've been in the trenches together. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I think that there, to some extent, you know, what, what we've kind of gotten into, um, and what we have endured through our, sort of extraordinary journey with Nova's epilepsy. And then also I, we had complications with with Ozzy when he was born. So it's like, we've just gone through enough that it's allowed for us to, and we had to troubleshoot to answer your question. So we had, um, in her epilepsy journey, she started, she had febrile seizures. And then they said, those are basically fever seizures, uh, quite common. And she had her first one at like one and a half. So this is good for if anyone's listening, they're like, Oh, okay. My kid gets febrile seizures here. Here's the hot tip. So at one and a half, you know, there's a couple of like, okay, that's scary. That's a grand mal seizure. That's it's no scary. joke. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so once that occurs, you're like in the conversations for epilepsy, but you're not in it because usually kids grow out of it at six years old. So then you're like, okay, no more febrile seizures. They suck. They're terrifying. Holy shit. But they're not hurting the kid. It's right. more like, right. where are they when they have the seizure? Right. That's the big ticket thing. Like, are they on the monkey bars? Are they in the bath? Like, that's where it's like terrifying. Right. Okay. So you have febrile seizures, and then at six at six years old, they are told that you're told that they will dissipate. They will go that the seizures will go away, and then you can graduate into a life of no seizures. Okay. Mm-hmm. So at five years old, Nova had her first seizure, sans fever. Oh gosh, yeah. And then all of a sudden, our 30% chance of her having epilepsy turned into 100% chance, and now she has epilepsy. So then Mm -hmm. you're in it, and you're like, okay. And then she had genetic testing. I highly recommend to anyone who is going through seizure disorders to do genetic testing. Very, very uh, telling, interesting. She does have a genetic mutation. And um, But so we then had to go through, like, big girl meds, you know, pharmaceutical meds, medication. And Mm -hmm. Those medications are extraordinary. They're difficult. It's not like um, homeopathy, okay? Right, right. I love homeopathy. <laughs> um, and we tried everything. And um, 
I will say that the uh, sort of cannabis and CBD in its medicinal form was integral in helping her get over um, grand mal seizures, but not myoclonics, which are smaller seizures, which mm-hmm. are, they're like kind of stutter seizures. So if you see your kid either, or absence seizures, I don't know if you've heard of those, but no. those are ones where they, they tune out for a beat. That's a seizure. Um, there's other ones where, like, it almost seems like they're just staring, you know? Oh, interesting. No, Nova didn't have those. She had myoclonics, which would be like, <clears throat> which would be like me talking to you and I, uh, 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 like that. Those were very frustrating for her because ostensibly, or well, those are very frustrating for her because she would then, you know, know that they come in clusters and mm-hmm. at, you get a cluster that's, you're probably going to get a, a grand mal at the end of that cluster. Oh my so God. the anxiety that that incurs Oof, on yeah. a small person who's yeah. already just trying to find the right word and trying to express themselves and have a big emotions, that's what caused her anxiety. And now, you know, we have that, but She's, she is, she's been a damn warrior in it. You know, it's been, she's, I look to her and give her such, um, you know, I'm proud of her. It's, it's, I'm proud of our whole family for dealing with it. I mean, it's not easy for Ozzy either. You know, it's like, why is all the attention going to her? You know? Yeah. Right. Casey and I have had that conversation a lot. Like, um, and I think it's super relatable when you have a kid that has any kind of special need, um, the other child, the sibling who maybe doesn't, you know, a lot of times, well, there's a lot of different ways it can go for the kid, you know, but they yeah. make themselves smaller. Sometimes they, sometimes they make themselves much bigger, um, in, in ways that are like, okay, here you are. <laughs> Um, Ozzy, Ozzy, um, Ozzy, actually, I, I'm going to give him some major credit. He's, his personality is such that he's like, all right, I'll go with the flow. So he's (laughs) Mr. Go with the flow. So he's like, yeah, my sister has epilepsy, you know, like he's five, but he kind of has, he's just kind of a dude. And yeah, (laughs) Nova already has like my you know, she's type A and, you know, so it's like, she's already coming at it. She's got this humbling factor that she has sparkles in her brain, which we reframed because initially she was apologizing for having seizures. Um, that's out of her control. Cause we were like, yeah, we don't like these seizures. Let's figure out a way to get rid of them. And she would be like, sorry. You know, we we're like, Oh, yeah. fuck that. Fuck yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Reframe, reframe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So then, so then I was like, you know, Joan of Arc, had epilepsy. Okay. Oh, really? I didn't know and that. And let me, yeah. And she was a warrior who fought for what she believed in. And she rode a horse and had a sword and armor. And she was a badass motherfucker. You know, and I didn't say that, but I, I explained it to her. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, and so it you was the and sentiment. Joan of Arc, It was the sentiment. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so I was like, so I guess, and also her intellect was extraordinary. She thought of ways to conquer things. I didn't t- tell her, I didn't obviously tell her about the like burning on the stake and stuff, but like, I was like, <sighs> there is so much power in this warrior of Joan and you and she, I guess you guys are similar. Yeah. Uh, I love you have that. something in common. Yeah. So anytime she had, uh, 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 you know, or like couldn't find her work, you know, couldn't get her, a seizure was like attacking her. She, I would just be like, <gasps> 
Okay, sparkle warrior. Yeah. <laughs> I guess okay, you're just feeling that. smart today. All right. I see Aww. you. You know, and she was like, hey, it's me, you know. So um, now she's been, you've been six months, did you say, or a year? Six months. And okay. that's, Incredible. we titrated off, we titrated off of her meds too. So it was very scary. But yeah. we, but the, the neurologist said that it was time to try. And so obviously you don't get rid of your epilepsy. You have, you know, especially genetic, uh, when you have it genetically. So we will be very, you know, thoughtful and conscientious during her puberty, during the turn of puberty, because the pH and the chemical that your, your brain chemistry will adjust and hormones will affect. And so we don't know, you know, kind of, Oh wow. so that'll be like a new, you know, we'll just be on call. We'll just be aware. Yeah, I mean, I, I, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, in addition to the fact that having a child going through puberty is you're on <laughs> call. You're anyway, already honey. on call. You're yeah. already on yeah. call. You're already so on, wait, yeah. on which, call. By the way, brings me back to Bertie's orchestra and choral presentation, which Mark and I were not invited to. Oh, wow. at all. We, all right. Well, we weren't invited to the um, drama performance, but then, and it was two nights, and the second day, Bertie had had, um, oh God, she'd had like a thing with her best friend at school and called me, and I had to, I like went and got Bertie and then brought, and then I was like, you have to do your scene because that's not fair to your scene partner. You have to go back for the performance. Um, and also, if I'm going to take you back, can I stay and watch it? And Bertie <laughs> was like, yeah, okay. So anyway, wasn't invited, but but watch the scenes wasn't invited to the chorus thing, but then Bertie called me after school and was like, was on their way to Starbucks to get snacks with friends before the thing. And was like, come to the performance. We want you to come. So I was like, yes, I'm in. I'm fucking in. And Mark, I was like, sorry, buddy. Bye. Uh, no, he couldn't go. He was out of town. But anyway, um, so, I went and like to see these kids playing instruments and singing was like, there is nothing like watching kids exploring their own musicality. And it was like, like I just had full body shivers the whole time and was like so thrilled watching it. And some of it was really off key and like weird and it was just really the best thing ever it was just the best thing ever yeah I mean I think um the voice in general I mean obviously I can't speak to singing voice but I I do think that our voice sort of is so under uh underutilized and is taken for granted in so many ways I think that, you know, we we wake up and we go, oh, my God, we look in the mirror, it's the hair, it's the skin, it's the what am I wearing, it's, you know, it's all of those things. Um, It's all of those things, but it's not, you know, there's no thought given to the vocal instrument, which is what we utilize in order to communicate with all of the people around us, our loved ones and at all, you know, our work ones are all of our ones because but have you ever, extraordinary. Leek, have you ever had a time where your voice hasn't been at its full capacity? Because I definitely, I had vocal nodes in my twenties and it was a really hard time for me. 
Yeah, I mean, I I will say I have been. I had start. I trained. So I went to drama school in England very young. So I was about eighteen when I started really paying attention to my vocal uh, muscles and the breath and support and the exercising of the vocal tools. So I became very just fucking a student of it and obsessed at that point. I already was like peaked. So I wasn't, um, I didn't get in, I didn't, uh, injury was not, you know, I didn't have an injury like you did if you had nodes. Like I just was curious about it because it seemed to be this tool that I could make the adults laugh with. I could create character with it. It felt like narrative, you know, it felt like the seed of storytelling, you know, how someone speaks. I loved the, I was totally enamored of radio plays, you know, the idea that you could be anyone you could, I know it, it makes me seem like I'm from the twenties, but radi- radio <laughs> Blake, plays. Are you from the twenties? <laughs> from the twenties. Um, they call me an old soul. Um, but no, I, I truly, uh, in, at, in London, I went to drum school in London, and, and in London, there's still, you know, at least when I went, which was not that long ago, not the 20s, but, we, you know, we were we were doing radio work, you know, and the idea that... Well, you, and that's what this is. That's It's all yeah. come back. It's all come yeah. back. It's all come yeah. back. And the idea that you could be anyone, right? Like, it, busy, you're not, you're not going to, you know, it's like we can play only so many characters from the visual... Uh, sort of template that we are showing, 100%, you know, yes. so, so our, you know, that's your type, your visual type, right. however, your voice can wield and be pliable and, and strange and, and take on a multitude of different characterizations, different ages, different uh, social strata, you know, it, it's just, it has the kind of uh, the play in it. And if you really exercise it, it becomes this extraordinary tool. It's really interesting. My son, my younger son is 20 years old, Lake, and he has always been for his entire life since I'm going to say infancy has been a really talented impressionist. Um, a, A great mimic. Like when he was a baby, I want to say he was like, just a couple months old, he sneezed and I said, are you okay? And he didn't say, are you okay? But he made those sounds back to me. (laughs) And my husband was there and I was like, you heard that, right? You heard him almost say, are you okay? Back to me. And he was like, I 100% just heard that. And I was like, so we knew we were on one, but now he, he does it. And I think that um, one of the things that interests me about what I think makes him a good impressionist is that he loves his subjects. Like he has a deep respect for um, the way that that person yes. uses their voice. Uh, and so I, he's never doing it in like, like obviously I think, and I think I would be critical if it wasn't funny because I'm a comedy writer and I don't believe in like, you know, in not giving honest feedback to somebody that's trying something. Um, mm-hmm. I think what's funny about he he has funny details in his subject matter, but it's never his impression is never like mocking the it's person. It's not at the expense of the person. It's, it's exactly, exactly. Yeah. And I just think that like it, it's very interesting to me that his ear has just always worked that way um, to do like funny material, but also like a really loving representation. He used to do this like 
imitation of this mom at the bus stop, like when he was in kindergarten. And it was like, (laughs) he not only sounded exactly like her, but like he just got her. He got the essence of who she was. And and it was like, it's wild to me, but it's really interesting when people's minds and ears work like Mm -hmm. that and they're able to make it come out of their mouth because that is not a talent that I have. Yeah, I think that, that you know, it's, it's funny, impressionists, you know, that, that particular skill set is so rarefied and so, so, so unique, you know, I, I love it. I'm not one. Um, in the book, I, I have a whole sort of section dedicated to impressions and to the masters and mastresses of I mean, I think currently, like, Chloe Feynman is probably yeah. the best. so good, yeah. The, vocally. Definitely when you when you hear the book, you'll hear um, you know, she she takes on um Drew. Uh Drew Barrymore is in the book, obviously. Um, and she just her deeply iconic voice, but then, you know, there's a spattering of why it's so fun to take on her voice as an impression. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um and and there are some impressions in there as well, but also like, you know, talking to Tracy Ullman and how she, you oh, know, takes incredible. on Angela Merkel and, you know, she's in the book and, and just so tremendous. And like, I could listen to that. Um, I, I mean, that was a thing I fangirled out big time, but the, the point is I do really appreciate the love and generosity she has for the person that she is, um, mm-hmm. you know, sort of emulating. Yeah. You always sort of like, I have to say, I always gravitate toward impressions that you can tell are done with love or respect. Yeah. I mean, nobody is really, <laughs> you know, especially in, in this day and age, it's like we don't need negative representation in that way. But um, <sighs> there's also where, you know, at this point, too, I think that, you know, there's a sensitivity around, you know, you know, I even like thinking about what you can, you know, make impressions on and what kind of accents and dialects you can play with. Because I do think it is, you know, it is offensive, you know, to take on um, a different culture that you're not a part of. For sure. You, you know, yeah. and so that's a really interesting sort of extension um, of the work. But, you know, in the in the book, it's like, I, I find it, you know, it's really a cross section of not only this, the fun stuff, but then also kind of like, you know, it's, it's, it's sociology. It's like pop sociology. You have an opportunity to talk about every, everything from uh, racial profiling within uh, accents and dialects and, um, you know, to, to kind of politics, you know, why, Mm. why is it that, you know, a, a female voice is so polarizing and so, picked apart, you know, when it comes to someone in a leadership uh, position. Yeah. It's so interesting. Well, I can't wait to listen. Amen, sister. I can't wait to uh, listen to. I think it's, you know, I think it's the kind of thing where um, it does only live in audio. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, that's really interesting that you made that choice to make it. It's brilliant. It's a very smart choice for such a book. I mean, I did that to to Malcolm. Yeah, Malcolm Gladwell, yeah, was the one who sort of said to me, he's like, the great news about this, because I pitched it to him. Uh, We've been friends for a long time. And I said, look, you know, he he understands my, like, like, sort of ongoing obsession with uh, the speaking voice. And um, 
I pitched the book to him and he was like 100%. And the cool part of it is, is that it doesn't exist in hard copy. It yeah. won't, you know, it will be exclusive to this medium because it is about this medium. Yeah, anyway, right. You know. I listened to his last book. Oh my God. What was, what's the, what's what the dog one? saw? Yes. I listened to that one, which is like, I think that there is some, I mean, there are, for me, it's hard because I'm a visual learner. Like, yeah. Okay. All right. Mm -hmm. Well, what about listening learner? Well, no, I'm, I'm really, but I can listen to podcasts. I can listen to things that like engage in a different level. So I am super excited to listen to I mean, I was, listening, I, I, I was listening to, um, I do ceramics and in my studio, I was listening to, I love to listen to, to audiobooks. And the last audiobook, or the one I'm in the midst of is David Sedaris. David oh, yeah. Yes. Uh, Calypso, loving it. And I adore his voice. He has a yes. great voice and he has the, the nuance and the kind of texture and, and play that he folds into the stories is obviously, especially for us as, as performers, it's like, you know, you, you know, it's infectious. And in the I, book, yeah, in, in Inside Voice as well, I think that there is, um, you know, obviously you have a multitude of performers in it. I hold your hand through it the whole time. And it's, it's really fun and, and generous. And I hope, you know, I hope. Well, listen, I think. It. I think a lot of people are going to be spending time traveling in the next few weeks. I know I am going to be on multiple airplanes. And guess what I've downloaded? Inside, Inside Voice, Voice by Lake Bell. By Lake Bell. Um, you know what's cool, too, is that you it is okay to listen to with your kids. It's safe. In, oh, oh, that's good to know. Good that's to know. A lot of now. Yeah, there's some fuck bombs in there, but it's very minimal and it's more like within, you know, it's 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 mostly very interesting. There's one moment I will uh, say, but I don't know where, how you talk to your kids about these things. But, you know, there is one sort of story that is from Pam Greer mm. uh, about psychogenic dysphonia, which is when you lose your voice uh, as a result of trauma and uh, that is a real condition. Right. And so she does talk about, uh, there is a trigger warning on it though. So that's well, good to know. We Thank do trigger you. warnings on this podcast. <laughs> um, but thank, yeah, that is good to know. Um, well, I love it. I'm very excited for you. Thanks and guys. I so appreciate thrilled. the support. Of course. Congratulations. Congratulations. I think really exciting and interesting that you just, I mean, you're like the queen of pivots. We talk about pivots on the <laughs> podcast and you're just, you're doing everything beyond acting. I in pivot. This. You pivot. You do nothing but pivot. So this you're doing, really... so the book, the book is happening now. And what are you directing next? What are you doing? Tell so me. I'm I know in you prep. I'm in prep on two movies. Um, we'll see which one wins the race in, in green light. Um, and then, you know, in my company, uh, Lago Pictures, I have uh, some TV shows too that are are really very cool that they, I'm excited to announce when right when the time's right, and then um, like limited series and stuff. Uh, uh -huh. Pam and Tommy, which I um, directed, directed multiple multiple episodes of that, just got nominated for Golden Globe. Very excited Yay! about that. Congrats! And um, yeah, I mean, it's it's been really groovy. I definitely pivot all the time, by the way. I love that you talk about that because I, you know, it's like now I direct commercials and I'm like, you know, I write campaign. I don't know. You know, there's so many things. I wrote a, 
a children's book for Simon and Schuster about neurodiversity. Oh, I love uh, that. That will be um, coming to fruition next year. So, yeah, there's lots of cool little strange things. And then I just act, obviously acting. There's always like a <laughs> sprinkle of acting in there. And obviously. I love, love showing up as an actor because then I'm like, oh my God, thank you. I will take a tea, you know, like, because <laughs> I'm so used to, you know, being the one, like just getting everyone else things. And, right. Um, and I'm so in the throes of like, okay, I'll just wear my hokas and like a fanny pack and like show up to work <laughs> and direct. And, um, <laughs> as a writer or director anyway. And so when I act in something, I'm like, Oh, thank you. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Oh, it's so nice to be taken care of. I'll oh, I, I do need to pee. Wait. Yeah. I, I do wait. need to pee. Actually, I'll yeah, be in my I trailer. Will I will. Yeah. Pee thank you. And, yeah. It's <laughs> weird not to have to like, you know, helm everything. So yeah, that's very amazing. sexy. Love doing that. Um, and yeah, just a mama, single Aww. mommy. Yeah. All the things, all the things. Girl. You're doing it. You're doing it. You continue to do it. You will continue to do it. Amen. Inside voice. Out available now. Wherever you get audible. Audible, audible books. No, audio books. You could get, you could go on audible. You could go to Apple books. I don't know what people, people like. People like audible. I think people use I audible. Like audible. I, I use, personally do. Yeah, I weirdly yeah. use Apple Books, but that's just me. Really? That's my quirk. That's, <laughs> that's my kink. Okay. I like my that. kink is, is Apple Books. It's your toxic trait. It's my toxic trait, guys. <laughs> it's my wait, guys. Uh, it is definitely my guilty pleasure, but I use audio books from Apple Books. What about anyway. Libro? Do you ever do Libro? Oh, I do. Yes. Libro. I've used Libro. Yes. I yes. like Libro. Libro. Do you know about this? This is like. Mm. So Libro is a really cool app that supports your local bookstore. Oh, come on. I love it. I'm not kidding. So you get, you can buy your audiobooks. Like say you want that new David Sitter's book or whatever, or you want the new, by the way, great book. I'm just going to plug a book that's not mine uh, called White Women by mm -hmm. Regina. Do you know it? Regina Jackson and Cyra Rao. Incredible. How to basically like come to terms with your racism and how mm -hmm. to do better. And it is Great. extraordinary and yes, I highly it. recommend it. That's another incredible listen because their voices oh. are, their voices are terrific. Okay. So, um, so hot tip on there, but anyway, Libro, you can support your local uh, bookstores by buying all the audiobooks through their, their app. I, I really that. like them. I now have three, those three apps, Apple books, Libro and yes, Audible. Okay, that's a great Amazing. tip. That's I think that's a, that a hot tip. That's good advice for everyone, especially going into yeah. the holidays. I know that's what I'm saying. We're gonna have a lot of time where we need to be, you know. You're well, like, you're I on the plane. Yeah, headphones. You're I gotta go just, listen. I gotta go to I gotta my listen, room and listen. Guys, to I gotta this listen book. to my book. <laughs> I gotta listen to my book. Um, all right, Lake. We'll let you get back to all the millions of things. And it's so good to see you. And good to see you bye. guys. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Do you know what that sound is? What? Honey, it's another sale on Shopify. It's the all-in-one commerce platform that makes it easy to start and run and grow your business. And there's no better time than now to right. start, run, and grow your business with Shopify. Because Shopify makes it simple to sell to anyone from anywhere 
whether it's like vintage teas you've decided to throw up there or you're like, I want to sell my recipes. I'm going to make dog toys. Whatever it is. Honey, whatever it is, Shopify can help you and you can join the platform, which simplifies commerce for millions of your favorite businesses worldwide, including guess who? Us. We do it. We, we use we Shopify to if sell our merch to you. Check out our merch on bravegowns.com. You'll see uh, Shopify in use as we sell merch to you. And if we can do it, you can do it. Literally anyone can do it. Shopify makes selling so simple. You can just put yourself and your ideas out there. You know, whether you're making ebooks or earrings or candles, Shopify makes your success possible. We want to see what you guys can create. When you're ready to launch your thing into the spotlight, do it with Shopify, the commerce platform backing millions of businesses down the street and around the globe. Try Shopify for free and start selling anywhere. Sign up for a free trial at shopify.com slash herbest, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash herbest to start selling online today. Shopify.com slash herbest. Element. I love Element so much. Yes. Oh my God. I just need those electrolytes, Casey. I need them on the regular. Same here. It's like whenever you're feeling wonky, whenever you're feeling not right, sometimes, a lot of times, the answer is you need electrolytes. Electrolytes Electrolytes are for everyone, okay? (laughs) Don't let those electrolyte snobs who are like, electrolytes are only for special people, scare you away. You need electrolytes. I need electrolytes. Everyone needs electrolytes. Even if you're not an athlete, you don't have to be sweating buckets every day. No. Like, it is after having a few glasses of wine, working out, just running around. You or just need forgetting to hydrate all day, which all oh of us gosh. do regularly. Listen, but this is why we love Element. It's a tasty electrolyte drink mix with everything you need, nothing you don't. Lots of salt, no sugar. It contains a science-backed electrolyte ratio, 1,000 milligrams of sodium, 200 milligrams of potassium, 60 milligrams magnesium, no junk, no sugar, no coloring, no artificial ingredients, no gluten, no fillers, no BS. It's good stuff. It tastes good. It tastes great. And electrolytes are very important to facilitate lots of functions in your body, including the conduction of nerve impulses, hormonal regulation, nutrient absorption, and fluid balance. Who doesn't need all of that? Guys, we need it all. (laughs) Hormonal regulation alone would be enough of a sell for me. (laughs) I love Element and I like, I pass it out to people regularly. Yeah, because it can help prevent and eliminate headaches, muscle cramps, fatigue, sleeplessness, other common symptoms of electrolyte deficiency that, you know, I mean, I have like, all of those. All, all of, of those on the all list. All the time. Almost yeah. all the time. Yeah. But not when you're taking Element regularly. Exactly. Well, right now, Element is offering our listeners a free sample pack with any order. That's eight single-serving packets free with any Element order. It's a great way to try all eight flavors, or you can share Element with a salty friend. That's what I do. 
Uh, get yours at drinklmnt.com slash best. This deal is only available through our special link. You must go to drinklmnt.com slash best. And Element offers a no questions asked refund. You can try it totally risk-free. If you don't like it, you can share it with someone and they're going to send you your money back. No questions asked. So literally you have nothing to lose. Can't beat that. Thanks, Element. Thanks, Element. Hey, just FYI, just FYI. Sam Bankman Freed, the disgraced founder of cryptocurrency of the cryptocurrency exchange FTX, was arrested in the I Bahamas. S- I saw that. A lot of people have been sending uh sending messages saying you guys called it. And I feel like while I enjoy the credit for mm, mm. Mm-hmm. I also feel like it was easily callable by I anyone. I feel like it was easily callable too, which was why it was so frustrating to me that so many fucking, I don't know, <laughs> celebrities were like, Well, I Gals. saw that a lot of celebrities are like, are now getting in some type of trouble. What? Okay, first of all, there's now, there's now, a fly in here that is roughly the size of my thumb. He got a roommate. Your first fly got a roommate. I don't understand what's happening. This guy is. He put an ad on Craigslist. Fucking enormous. <laughs> what is happening? What is a, happening? Do you have a horse in there? It's a horse fly. <laughs> I. What the fuck? Gina? Gina's just been sleeping here. After I gave her two bites of turkey, she was like, she, I gotta lie um, down. <laughs> She got the turkey sleeps. Um, I really wish these flies would get out of your beeswax. I'm very confused by it. Where the mm. fuck are they coming from and why? And what I do mean, they mean and what do they want? I don't know. I, I could really know. use some psychic intervention today. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I had what? such a shitty, I don't know. I don't want to talk just, about it really. It's personal stuff that I like can't really talk about because I can't. <laughs> All right. But back well. to like what Birdie and I were talking about, which is that like Birdie and I had this whole thing the other night where <sighs> she was just like, I didn't choose to be born to you and you choose to share everything. And that's like, okay, some fucking TikToker <laughs> who's like, um, I've seen the TikTok. I know the TikTok. I know what she saw. Right. Birdie saw a TikTok that's like some celebrity book club TikTok girl who after Mark and I announced we were separating or whatever was like, I called it because if you read Busy's memoir, she basically hates her husband and she's like X, Y, and Z. He sucks here. He's terrible. He doesn't do shit. Blah, 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 blah. Now she's paraphrasing, obviously. Right. Right. And she's doing a TikTok and bless Birdie's sensitive heart because that must be fucking weird to right. like be scrolling and then see some see your mom's name and right. then see a thing where your mom where the girl's like Busy Phillips has basically hated her ex-husband forever. 
which is like so not accurate right to the book and to what i wrote but also like and and very unnuanced and also like whatever was also my experience at one time right. in my life right. and i think it's fucking relatable to feeling right. that way as a woman Right. And sorry, I'm getting mad right now. I didn't mean to get No, get mad. you I mean, listen, if you said nothing, people would wildly speculate. If you say something, then it unfortunately makes it so that some people who like make hay out of other people's experiences like feel like they're an expert and like they can speak on and speak for you. You already spoke for yourself. And so. and and I said to Bertie, I was like, your father essentially helped me edit the book. There was not one thing that I put in my memoir that didn't go that your dad didn't see first. He right. saw everything before I sent it to the publisher. I would come home every day after writing and I would read out loud the stuff I was writing that day to him and then I would like edit as I was reading it out loud because I wanted it to sound the most like my voice that it could, okay? Right. By the way, this book is from 2018. Also, I said to Birdie, I was like, part of, I'm like, this is a larger conversation. Like, first of all, I wish you would go back to therapy with me. She doesn't want to because she feels like therapy like triggers her and makes her like spins her up. Okay. Which I don't disagree. Sometimes it does. Right. And sometimes okay. it does the same thing for me okay. too. Yeah. Like sometimes I'm in a worse mood after therapy than I am before therapy. And guys, this is not a dig against therapy. I'm just saying sometimes digging through your shit is hard. Yeah. And then like you have to figure out a way to like come down after it. You know sometimes what I mean? Sometimes you have to make a mess to clean. You know what I mean? <sighs> like, Honey, don't you know it. So I get that. And then and but it, sometimes but, you're probably left feeling like you have, you're left with the mess for a week or whatever. Right. So anyway – but I was like, I really wish that you would come, like go back to therapy with just me to talk about some of these things because there are certain things that I'm not even sure if like it A, matters or B, like you're old enough to conceptually understand. And Bertie was like, like what? And I was like, well, like what it means to be an artist and what it means to put art into the world and what kind of art I've decided to put into the world and what it means to share your experience as a human experience for others to see themselves reflected in and to not feel as alone. Like right. this is all a part of a, it's, I'm not a fucking idiot, Bertie. Like right. this has been at points, you know, very conscious decisions on my part and you know, and also I can accept and hold that like, you're right. You didn't ask to be a part of this and I can't tell your story. And there are so many parts of Birdie's life and story that like I have never and would never talk about publicly. Right. Without Birdie, Birdie's consent or. Or that it's their story to tell. Right. 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 I mean, yeah, it's but there's hard so because, much of it. 
Right. So much. And it's like you're I think that no matter what kind of artist or creator you are, I think for me, what I always find compelling is when people are committed to the truth. And I find that the closer and closer someone gets to the truth of what they have lived, the more I am engaged by it, you know. Right. And the truth is the truth lies in specificity. That's just a fact. Like the truth isn't a generalized, like, bleh, whatever. You fucking yeah. talk about spoiler alert. Talk about Michael's movie. Like, the specificity of his fucking Smurf collection, yes. the, the, the specificity of, like, all of the details of their relationship together, like, that's what makes it deeply relatable. Right. Even though... I haven't had that experience. I haven't right. lived that life. I don't have a right. fucking Smurf collection. Right. But like, it's not just a quirk. Yes. It's not just like a story point. Having a, an adult man who has an extensive Smurf collection speaks <laughs> to like, I mean, for real, it speaks to like his past and who he was and what he's trying to what he's trying to have and hold in his life and also the shame that went along with Because you know when you show that to someone, you're showing them more than like a room full of toys that you've gathered over years. You're being incredibly vulnerable. Vulnerable. And so that's when, you know, and those are the specificities that really allow us to like make meaningful connections in life as well. When you can share with someone, you know, something that yeah, something that's like deeply personal and like let's be honest, like a little could be weird. It's vulnerable and yeah, so so yeah, that that truth is more than just like <laughs> Gina's big mad. Um no, no, no. she just she got she had a nightmare. Oh no. She was a, she was fast asleep and she had a nightmare and she woke up and she's like thinks that she needs to bark now and it's like Aww. Why don't you go find that fucking fly, dude? But also like you know, there is something to be said for, and I totally understand this. Like, you know, my kids are able to access so much more information than maybe, I don't know, kids previously or whatever in regards to the fact that, like, I wrote a book about my experience of my life and included in that is my experience in becoming a mother for the first time and what that was like and my experience with Mark as a partner at that time. Right. And, you know, I have to say, like, I think that there are many people who are like content creators who are just like fucking people posting shit that don't think as critically about what they put into the world as I do. And I really, I'm sorry. I don't, I like, I just think that I am, I am guilty of a lot in my life and I have fucked up so much, but I have never not like critically thought about the things that I talk about and how I talk about them. And I do that for a reason and on purpose and like, when I choose to share things either on this podcast or in my book or fucking on Instagram or whatever it is, there is a purpose in my head and that I am serving for myself and for others. I swear to God, I like really have 
looked at all of this shit as an extension of what I've always wanted to do, which is like tell stories, you know? Yeah. And, and that's how with, I connect it starts with, with people. telling your story. It start and it's your story. Um, do you I know that you follow her on social media, Molly Jong Fast. Do you know I her do. in real do you know her in real life? No. She, she's a friend of ours because Matt went to grad school with her and her in-laws live in, lived in Westport, Connecticut, where we lived. And so we were all neighbors and hung out and stuff. But you should, um, first of all, you should just talk to her because, I mean, her mom's Erica Jong, you know? I mean, like, it's like if anyone could speak to what it was like growing up, having a mom kind of like putting it all out there and... um you know, she could. And now it's funny because Molly in many ways has like made her own way in in this creative life. Uh, but she's also like followed in her mom's footsteps in a lot of ways. But you should just um, have coffee with her one time to just talk about like what it was like being the kid of someone whose who's mom uh, was, you know, just sharing her her own story publicly, you know. They're interesting. They love each other like wildfire, you know. Uh, I would like to say that in my in my experience, I think Molly loves her mom a great deal. But I think she could probably, you know, she could probably tell you some interesting stories about how tough it was when she was a kid and things that she understands now that maybe she didn't understand then. Um, I think that's really interesting. Um. I mean, look, like, Bertie and I, you know, and to, I, I imagine at some point, like, Cricket will have some version, but maybe not, of of questions or comments or whatever about yeah. my life, my work, yeah, vis-a-vis my children. Yeah. Um. But like I said to you yesterday when I was like texting, we were texting together, guys, because we're friends in real life. <laughs> um, Bertie idolizes me. Yeah. Like, like loves me so deeply and more intensely than like, like I feel it. I know it and I feel it. Yeah. And I know because of the things like even that we were talking about last week, like, Birdie's sort of <laughs> own like has taken on so many of the things that like are obviously super important to me, you know, and like yeah. and feels them as as like o- the, her own unique thoughts and feelings about yeah. the inequalities that she sees every day around her, right? Um, I know I like see my influence in the yeah. kid, you know. Yeah. Sometimes so much that I'm like, maybe I need to cool it with talking about how men are the fucking bane <laughs> of my existence, truly. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then also, we have to hold, like, Birdie's a kid. Yeah. Yes. And and a little kid who's, a little kid who's, like, parents aren't going to stay married. Right. And, like, 
all of the complications that that sort of like brings up for a kid who's raised in a culture and a society where like heteronormative like marriage relationships are the norm. And if it's not that, then it means something else, right? And it's really hard for Birdie to like be able to find the truth of like what our life is Mm -hmm. when she goes on TikTok and there's like some bitch who's like, basically Busy Phillips has hated her husband forever because, you know. Yeah. It's with just, like graphics or whatever. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then Birdie's like, you never, you were so mean. You're so mean to write about him. You were so mean to like, and those are all not true. That's not true. And I'm like, honey, lots of things are true and also not true. There's like just a lot that's true and not fucking true. I don't know right. what to tell you. right. Right. It's really difficult. I mean, to a much smaller extent, I mean, I've written about, like, very honestly about issues that my family has had on on my now, it's not defunct Tumblr, but I don't, like, really post on Tumblr anymore. Um, but just, you know, things that we went through in my family. And it was it was such that, like, because I was writing about my whole family, including my kids, I spoke to my kids before mm-hmm. I hit publish about whether or not they were cool with it. Um, and it was hard, right? Because I was like, on the one hand, like, I really wanted to like tell my truth uh, and and my experience from my perspective. But on the other hand, I was telling someone else's story. But on the other hand, I was like asking permission. But then on the other hand, the person I was asking permission from was 10. And who fucking knows if a 10-year-old is like can give informed consent, especially to their parent, because that's like... But the thing is, like, it's just... Talk about there being no handbook. There is no... There's no fucking handbook. There is no right or wrong answer. What I can say for myself is I did try to be as thoughtful as I could be and do it in a way that was more helpful, I felt, than harmful. But it also was just something that I really felt like I needed to say and talk about and that I felt like it was in a way like preserving my life, you know, that I needed to... I needed to be able to say this. Um, and I do think that it helped a lot of other parents that needed to hear what I had to say at that time. Um, it's not some it's difficult though. Matt has written about our family a number of times and been called like an abuser. And, you know, like he wrote a thing for BuzzFeed one time saying that we'd like let our kids watch age inappropriate television sometimes because it had teachable moments in it Mm -hmm. and that, you know, and that we were trying to like live that life. And like so many people were straight up just like he would have, if it had been like the heyday of Twitter, he would have been a main character probably for that piece that he wrote. And he was like, I will never write about our family again. Like I just, I don't have the stomach for it. You know? I mean, listen, your, your girl let Birdie watch Shameless last year. (laughs) I didn't, I didn't know. But also, can I just say this? Birdie joined me last night on my White Lotus binge for the last, uh, three and a half ish episodes. Yeah. Um, the sh- you watched it, right? Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Okay. So, guys, this isn't really a spoiler. There's, ob- there's like, sex in the show. Um, but I just want to say this. The, the sex in the first four episodes is not gratuitous or, like, explicit. But it gets sort it of, gets like, more increasingly ex- yeah. more and more, like, intense and explicit. And, boy, Birdie was like, oh, God, Mom, I really hate, like, I don't want to sit next to you and watch this shit. And I'm like, <laughs> I know. I'm like, I'm so sorry. It wasn't like this in the beginning. But, oh, my God. That uh, is hard. It was like, yeah, it's funny. But then One just time, like having that conversation with Birdie where I was like, because I had to catch Birdie up on like so much of the plot points. And I'm like, okay, so those girls are like sex workers. They're hookers. Right, like right, blah, blah, right. blah, blah, blah. And Birdie's like, okay. But like, anyway, it was just really. One time my kids watched the Tim and Eric movie in front of my mother. Uh, no. They just thought it would be like a nice, fun comedy. And um, I can say, I don't recommend that. Anything... Anything outside of that, like maybe it depends on your your kid. It depends on the family member, the adult family member that's watching with them. But I can't say I recommend ever watching Tim and Eric in front of anyone's mother. Uh, I remember watching Ruthless People with my grandmother. (laughs) (laughs) And it was, I just liked Bette Midler from like, true. no wait, what did I like her from? From... Beaches, right? Yeah. Yeah. Sure. I just liked Bette Midler. Was that before? Whatever it was, I knew that I liked Bette Midler. Yeah. And I, and we got, and we had, Ruth, we got Ruthless People at Blockbuster. And boy, oh boy, that was a big fucking moot, <laughs> moot, moot could, moot was scandalized. <laughs> moot, moot was babysitting me that night and I was horrified and she was scandalized and it was, wasn't great. Wasn't great, guys. Wasn't great. Oh, I saw my no. cousin, by the way. I saw your picture with your cute cousin. He literally reached out to me and was like, people are commenting about my red nose. I totally get red nose all the time. What do you do? What do you have? Do you have a product? Give me the tips. What's happening? Why do we have red noses? I'm like, oh, babe, my God. It's my journey in life. The red nose. <laughs> um, but That's he's so, so funny. sweet. You met him. He came to Busy Tonight. Yes, he came to Busy Tonight. Um, Yeah, he is so sweet. And I did see the comments about the red nose, and I felt a little bad. I know it was said in love, but I also was, like, picturing it from his perspective. I'm sure he doesn't listen to every second of the podcast and doesn't know that we're constantly talking about red noses and how it happens and... My nose is red and cold at all times. Like, I'm just, like, a little... My nose isn't cold, just red. But not right now, not currently. Mine is cold. I I think it, like, lacks blood flow. I don't know how you can improve your nose circulation, though, is the the thing, so. And I'm probably never going to look into it. Uh, Do you have anything else you want to talk about today? I mean, I... When so many to, things have happened, so many things have happened. Um, I am annoyed that season two of the show Minx has almost all fully been made. We were talking about HBO earlier, and they've decided to cancel it. And so now we just never get to see it, even though it's made. And that is fucking annoying. That seems dumb. It's, I don't get it, and I don't like this, like 
like apps pulling shows mm-hmm. off of their apps and there's nowhere you can see them anymore. It just seems, I don't know. It seems weird to put that toothpaste back in the tube. Like when I was a little kid, mm-hmm. I really suffered from FOMO. Like one time I, I don't know, talking about naps and kids and naps. I loved to nap when I was a kid. I was the only kid that loved to nap. But one time I took a nap and I slept through Mork and Mindy my favorite show at the time. And I was Mm. fucking devastated when I woke up that nobody woke me up for Mork and Mindy. Yeah. And like, cause back then you couldn't get it back. You didn't know when you're going to see that episode of Mork and Mindy. And that was it for the week. There was nowhere I could go, but now there's a way to see anything that you want to see mostly, but all of these networks and platforms are just removing things from their platforms or like canceling things that are already made or pulling the plug on things. And it like, I'm like, what, what it, I guess people are saying it's for like tax deductions, tax write-offs right. or whatever. Right. But I'm just like, it just fucking sucks. I was looking forward to seeing season two of this show, Minx. I really liked it. I really liked the first season. And also Love Life was another show that HBO Max has canceled. I don't know if they made any. So I was annoyed by that. Also annoyed that, like, I'm happy that The Bear was nominated for a bunch of Golden Globes. Oh, but I haven't not, looked at any of those things. They're nominated in the comedy or musical category. And there, there is no comedy nor music in The Bear. Ugh, I'm so exhausted. So that. that is annoying to me. Ugh. And I'm like, and then will I don't know. If he wins, I don't, I just think it's weird. Like, I think, I I already think, like, these competitions and these award shows are so weird. But then when people get weird, like, strategizing about the categories, and it's just like, well, I'm I not, know. like, a fool. Like, the bear is not a comedy. It's not. I know. It's not. I know. So I'm annoyed about that. Yeah, that's annoying. I went to our friend Arden Marine's birthday party. Your favorite which is, event. It's my favorite event in L.A. I hope that I get invited to 100 more because she has the best house. Her yard is not big, but it's so magical. And I just love standing out there. And she has, like, the best, most friendly friends. I saw our friend Cameron Esposito there. I saw – I don't know. Are you friends with Jerry O'Connell? I've known him for a long time. Yeah, okay. I I really like Jerry a lot. I saw Jerry and Rebecca Romaine there. Uh I uh saw – Rebecca, they're just, like, they're amazing. Our friend John was, you told me she was wearing the same shirt I was. Yes, yes. And I was I'm like, like really matching with some stylish fucking people. You are because you also matched with the outfit that Atsuko wore to her premiere night party for her HBO special. Yeah. Which is so funny. I so love it. I just, I loved it and just met a bunch of new people. And I love Arden is like the happiest, most sparkly. She dances the whole night at her birthday party. God damn it. Um, I hope she doesn't mind that I'm talking about it, but it was just so fun. I saw my friend Doug Benson, who I haven't seen I don't in a think long she would time. Care. I don't I'm gonna just say this. I'm gonna make I'm gonna say it. <laughs> I don't think but it she was just care. so so wonderful to see a bunch of friends there uh, and and meet a bunch of new people and sit around the fire outdoors, have tacos. It was great and um and and my husband Matt also so had a great. Ta- time. There was a taco truck. There was not a taco truck, just like t- she had tacos catered in and they were delicious. And then I had <sighs> so my. Nice. 
I had my cookie party, which I talked mm-hmm. about earlier, my mm-hmm. cookie swap party, mm-hmm. and it was great, but I'm going to be honest, like, it didn't bring out the best in me as a person. Obviously. Obviously. Like, I talked about the Chex Mix, and I talked about, but this is, like, what really happened, <laughs> is that, like... <laughs> my Mm -hmm, family mm -hmm. like we try it's hard this house isn't giant there's four people who love collections and they love like living life stuff 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 and so like it gets a little chaotic in the house and like Uh we don't hire a house cleaner to come in and clean the house there have been times in our life when we've had that and it's so great and it's such a luxury and I totally recommend having that if you want it and can afford it if it will bring you peace in life like because some people are just expert at it and they're so I hate cleaning the only one that's really like a good cheerful cleaner in my family is Eli and but he's been out of the house a lot so and also it's not fair to just leave all like the housekeeping to Eli either and he's Mm -hmm. not perfect either by the way he'll destroy the laundry room and leave laundry in there for weeks and like just forget that it's in there until he like needs the t-shirt that he left in there weeks ago so I mean moldy and it's moldy (laughs) exactly well no he just leaves things unfolded dry but dry Mm -hmm. clean and unfolded in a basket Okay. in our extremely tiny laundry room. I don't love that, but okay. So what I had asked was just, can everybody help me like tidy up the house? And like, we've been doing a lot in the kitchen. So the kitchen was particularly like disastrous. And so while I was doing some work stuff, um, you know, I just kind of asked like, can you help me clean up? Can you help me clean up the kitchen? Mm-hmm. And like, it's hard, right? Because you, I'm asking for help for my fucking cookie swap party. It's nobody else's party. I'm the one that wanted to have it. And I'm asking people to help me with it. And then I'm like complaining that the help that they gave me wasn't good enough. Because like, let's be honest, the kitchen, it wasn't. And what had happened was <laughs> Matt like wiped down the cabinets which that was useful, that was helpful, but didn't like mop the floor, didn't clean the countertops, didn't mm-hmm. wipe down the appliances. Lincoln cleaned the t- stove top, but not the entire oven. So it was like a kind of a half done kitchen cleaning job. But what happened with Matt is that he was like, I had intended to have the cookie swap party out on my patio. And you know that we have that like pergola on the patio mm-hmm. and that we installed like UV panels so that you could sit out there without getting like a sunburn. Mm -hmm. But Matt has had it in his mind that it would be great if those were also waterproof so that when it rained, you could like still sit out on the patio and nothing would get wet. And that would be ideal, but it was not perfectly waterproof. It, there were some spots where between the panels it leaks a little bit, but I'm like, it's California. It dries pretty quickly. So of course we look at the forecast and it's going to rain on Sunday when I had intended to have the cookie party on the patio. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, well, here's what we're going to do. It's not a big party. It's like, 12 to 15 people. I'm going to open the many, many windows we have in the house, turn on the air purifier, turn on the fan, and open the back door, and we're going to be good. It'll be done raining, but it'll be, you know, somewhat wet out there. Okay. Well, so after he did, like, his quick cabinet cleaning, Matt was like, and his heart was in the right place. It just it just wandered <laughs> off to another place. He was like, I'm going to make that pergola watertight. And so he, next thing I know, I go to the kitchen because I think he's like cleaning the kitchen. 
And he's like out on a ladder, like at the pergola, like working on making it watertight. And he really, he like really put in a lot of work to it. Mm -hmm. And he came in and he was so proud and he was like, babe, I made that pergola watertight. I think you're going to be able to have that cookie party, even if it was raining, actively raining. I think you're going to be able to do it out on the patio. And I was like, okay, all right. Busy, when I tell you that somehow whatever he did made the most amount of water get on that patio, like... Like, it was sopping wet. Like, we have carpets on the patio that, like, had, like, standing water. I don't know. I don't know how it was, like, engineering. Even possible. From an engineering, a meteorological perspective, I don't know how it was possible that what he did made more water go on that patio than I've ever seen in the years Mm. that we've lived here. And then... I just, it like, it all didn't put me in a good place because I was like, I have to do all this cleaning and I still have to bake my cookies and make the fucking Chex Mix. And then I started to make the cookies and I went to um, mix it up with my KitchenAid stand mixer and, like, my paddle attachment was nowhere to be found. Yeah. Mm. And so then I asked Lincoln, do I'm, you know you where... Know, I'm missing, you know what I'm missing? I'm missing what? not the paddle. I'm missing the... The whisk? Metal one, the whisk one. Okay, I'm so, so annoyed because I was going to make happening? waffles the other day. I and I'm know. like, this just goes, it should just be in the mixer. Like, why is it not in the mixer? And so it I looked for sense. it four times. I went to ask Lincoln about it. And like, he was getting ready for an improv show, his first improv show, which I wasn't attending already because I was having the cookie party and they rescheduled the improv show. And so he, I think out of like anxiety, answered me, answered my sharp question a little sharply. And then we got into it. And then I was like, Eli, where's the paddle for my mixer? And he was like, you know, I don't know. Let me help you look for it. He was out like working on his truck, which I asked him to like get his truck parts out of the driveway. And we had a very different interpretation of what out of the driveway meant. Um, He like literally moved them out of the driveway to like the most visible part of our yard. And I actually, I meant gone. I meant away, you know, (laughs) but he (laughs) But like I said, he had been like babysitting the night before for someone that was in a pinch. And, you know, so his schedule was all. But um, here's what I want to say. To Eli's credit, he was helping me look for the paddle. And uh, he was like, you know, is there anything else I can do? Like, I can't find it. Do you want me to go to the to Target and get a new one? And I was like, no, it's too late. And then um, he was like, it just seems like you're really... It seems like you're really stressed. And I was like, yeah, because one of you fucks did something with my mixer paddle. And to his credit, he LOL'd at me. And then that made me laugh. And then I was like, this is all going to be fine. Who fucking cares? Like, there's going to be a million kinds of cookies. Can I tell you something? Yes. If people just responded sometimes by, like, very genuinely, like, (laughs) I love you and I'm going to, like, chuckle for a second in this moment... I think that, like, we could avoid wars. <laughs> yeah, I think, I think you're right. Like the, I actually just think it's the answer. That's always been my relationship with Eli. I remember one time when he was little and he was in Target and he was having, like, a melty about something. And he yelled, and it was embarrassing at the time, he yelled, Why do you hate me so much in the aisle at Target? And I said, Honey, I do not hate you so much. 
I only hate you a little sometimes. <laughs> and a la- I remember a lady being like, <gasps> in the aisle at Target, and Eli busted out laughing. And then we just had like a good laugh and like had the moment diffused. But anyway, cut to the next day. Matt found my fucking mixer paddle long after the fact of the cookie party. I had to apologize to everyone in my family. I said, I'm sorry that I said one of you fucks did something with my mixer paddle. But then I did also say to Matt, it's also possible that someone found it and snuck it into the drawer (laughs) after I had my tantrum. So I'm like, you know, not my proudest moment, um, but also like, I guess pretty normal. Did you get good cookies out of it at least? A lot of really good cookies. And I was really touched that I had mentioned on the invitation that some vegans were going to be there. So if anyone could like veganize their cookie recipe, that'd be great. And a lot of vegan cookies arrived. And uh, yeah, it was really, it was, yes. And we have so many. I don't know how to veganize the crescent cookies that my family makes because they are just 100% butter. They're just butter. (laughs) It's just butter. There's no vegan butter. It'd be difficult, but anyway, it was... I don't think it would taste good. Yeah. I mean, I think there's something to just letting it go and not trying to... Like, if you can... If something's not about butter, then you could probably veganize it. But if it's about butter, then I think you just... If it's a butter cookie, yeah, yeah, you gotta just... You're better off just finding a good vegan Mm -hmm. recipe that will be, like, satisfying. For something else. But I had a lovely time at the cookie party. It was stupid of me to, like, get all worked up. But that's how it goes, right? That's That's what we do to ourselves in the name of trying to be festive and... But I didn't put on makeup and I wore like basically like a tracksuit for the party because that's how like behind I was and it was fine. I don't, th- I think you everyone. You like cricket. Yeah. I, and I think everyone who came is still my friend and still likes me. And, you mm-hmm. know, hopefully if they hear that I said one of you fucks did something with my mixing paddle, <laughs> uh, that they will also laugh. Um, yeah. So anyway. It, okay. Can I tell you something? Yeah. So, you know, I've been really trying to save money, guys. I found myself in a financial bind. Not the first time. Yeah. And I'm just going to be honest. I don't know if it'll be the last time. But it just, <laughs> it just, it is what it is. Yeah. But, you know, I've been really, like, hustling and also, like, really saving and et cetera, et cetera. So... <clears throat> um, but then I uh, got a message from my new business managers who are helping me, you know, get everything on track. Yeah. And she is like, Biz, um, this seems weird. Can you, do you know why this might, why there might be this huge jump in your electric bill from October? And I guess that um, the inflatable (laughs) ghost uh, and pumpkin from Target that we decided to keep running 24 hours a day for the entire month of October turns out used a lot of electricity. Oh, my God. Really? That much? It was so outrageous that like she was like what the fuck happened in your house and at first I was like well this is like a mistake from the city 
And then Mark was like, no, it couldn't be that thing. That It couldn't be that ghost, the inflatable ghost. But- <laughs> and then I was like, oh, my God, we kept it running all the time because when it was deflated, it made me so sad. Yeah. It made me so sad. But Biz, I don't – I mean, I – I'm not saying I know how to do this, but I feel like that is wild. I feel like that I I feel like there's a way to look at the kill, the wattage of what that item is and do the math and see people out there experts. I'm going to You guys somebody I, help us because I think everybody we should, we're all at a loss. But the electric bills in New York City, I mean, I don't know if it's different other places, but like they don't give you specifics. They just they do the like they just do the reading. For, we don't have electric heat. Okay. Right. Like, right. we don't have electric washer dryers. Like, we don't have electric. You don't like, have electric washer dryers? We have gas. Oh, you have gas. Oh, okay. But your washer is probably electric. But it's still electric. It's gas and electric together, Well, it's right? gas and electric yeah, yeah. together. It, but I'm just it. saying okay. it's not like, it's not like I'm like, hooked. Right. it's not like I all stoves? of a sudden like, yeah. we have gas stoves. We have gas stoves, which are probably killing us. Right. You know what I mean? With the off-gassing of the gas, which I just realized. And then I tried to right. put the, I mean, oh my God, tried to put an air purifier down there. And, and then I was like... Yeah. I mean, I don't know. The point being, I like, think it I think it was the inflatable ghost. Oh my God. I wanna So anyway, our Christmas lights are on a timer. Okay. That's good. <laughs> that's good. But I and just I know. And it's just a fucking weird thing. And I was like, and I was also just like, oh no, I'm gonna cry. But I was also just like that amount of money to like going to what? Like, I don't even know, like ugh. It just made me so mad. Like I could have put it anywhere, not I feel in like an inflatable ghost. I feel in my soul that you have some type of dispute on your hands. Well, Casey, this is how I got into this issue in the first place. I don't fucking know. I have no basis of knowledge. I'm, you I don't know what, know I'm what ask, things cost. I I'm don't ask, know what things cost. I'm going to speak to my friend Juan, who is coming back from China. But do you have those things handy? Do you have those, I those get them. inflatables? Take a picture of the tag on the cord because I want to see if Guan, who is a genius and a science genius and a financial genius, can help me um, crunch the nums and see if that seems. And also, he's very familiar with New York City and utilities. So maybe he'll like, maybe he'll tell us how this possibly could have happened because he's really good at that kind of stuff. It just makes me sad. And also, like, I feel stupid that I was, like, trying to, like, bring some holiday cheer to yeah. the babes. And then yeah. it cost me, like, that's too much money for holiday that's- cheer. And also, I would have much rather purchased. I mean, how much did that skeleton cost you? Um, It was, like, $300. I would have much rather gotten giant skeletons <sighs> and put them on top of one another around <laughs> the entire per, like parameter of the house. Oh my god. Uh meanwhile, I'm just never I'm never hooking up a fucking inflatable thing ever again in New York City ever oh my again. God. That that bill ripped the holiday cheer out of you that oh, yeah. you had like Majorly. <gasps> oh my god. What? 
Okay. So I put up my own Christmas lights. Uh-huh. Which means that they are at the house, uh, the yeah. kid's house, which means that they are just on the bottom two floors. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I didn't use a ladder. I was like, if I can reach it, you can do this, it. I can do it. Yeah. Um, but also now that I've seen the fucking bill from Scooby-Doo last month, I'm like, forget it. <laughs> um, okay. But you know what's like the great thing about putting up your own like garland and lights on your houses when you live well, in New York City? What? That everyone that walks by talks to you. Aww. Okay. But this might be our movie for QVC. Are you ready okay. for it? Yeah. There's a guy that walks past our house multiple times. He's in the neighborhood. He's just in the, he's in the neighbors. We've seen him. He, he's like a fixture. Yeah. Because he's got several dogs and he's very distinct looking, uh, sort of like an old hippie-ish, maybe like ex-Vietnam vet vibe from like my dad's age. Yeah. Um, long hair, several dogs, one dog that's a big dog that never is on leash, but m- but most of the time is carrying a package for the man in his mouth. Aww. So like if like they've gone to the grocery store or the market or whatever, the dog has the package in his mouth and is like Aww. walking back to wherever they live, right? Yeah. So everybody... Everybody's seen this guy and the dogs and whatever. So then he comes like he's coming up the up the street and he was talking to somebody else. And I was sort of listening to, I've had a few uh, moments in the last week because I've been having like, again, guys, a tough emo week for myself. Um, personally. And... Anyway, so I was listening to, so I've been having like um, the thing where I get like these songs stuck in my head and I have to listen to them on repeat until it goes away. Yeah. It's like an adjacent to OCD, Um, like part of my picking type thing too. Um, So I had headphones in, but he was talking to somebody else. So I didn't think he was going to talk to me, but then I saw like he was, he was saying something to me. So I took my headphones out and I started talking to him. Okay. The story this man told me is fucking amazing and is 100% worthy of a rom-com slash Hallmark movie slash our movie at QVC. (laughs) Essentially, he's lived in this building in the neighborhood. I know the building because he like explained to me where it was and I've... I know what it is. There's like a very, there's like a restaurant at the bottom of the building, which is not unusual in New York City. Um... He lived in the building since the 50s with his parents. With his parents moved in. The renters, okay? Yeah. They have the top two floors of the building plus the roof, okay? Okay. His, but they've been renting it. His parents passed away. He had two brothers and one sister. His sister had left and was like gone and married and had a house somewhere else. The two brothers and he shared this literally like palatial two floors of a building Yeah, in, you know, 
and a roof deck and had been in talks with like the longtime owner of the building, like through the 70s and 80s, like we'll buy this. Like our families lived here since the 50s. Like we will buy this building from you if you ever want to sell it. Basically, the land, like the guy that owned the building kind of pulled a fast one on them. They had like given him a certain amount of money, $28,000 to be exact. I know the exact amount because he told me. Um, As like a down payment for the sale price or the purchase price that then the landlord claimed he just like were like used for repairs on the property or something. And then the landlord sold it out (gasps) from under them in like the 80s, like sometime in the 80s. Okay. Right. And the new landlord came in and there's nothing that they could do about the amount of rent that the people were paying because it's like rent control. Rent control. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So anyway, so now this guy's like, so then we've been like my family and I trying to like, if it's in your name or your kid's name, you get to stay there and you get to keep the rent control, right? I think so. Yeah. yeah. No, I mean, that's, I'm not saying right. Like I'm asking, like (laughs) this is, this is what he explained to me and like, obviously must be true. Because, so the guy is like, the landlord's like been horrible to them for years, like, or maybe it's the 90s that this happened, Um, trying to evict them, trying to get them out. They've like gone to court a bunch of times. Like the judge is just like, well, they have rights. Like they've been here since way before you. Like the judge also said to this guy, like, the thing that happened with the previous landlord is is a bummer. Like it's yeah. it sucks. And like all you can do really is just stay and keep renting and it's a great deal. So you maybe just want to do that. So he and his brothers live there. And then he's like, I've lost my brothers. I was the baby of the family. I wasn't supposed to be the one to go. Like I don't have anyone else. It's just me now. Um, I want to stay in this apartment. I'm going to stay in this apartment for the rest of my life. They keep trying to like buy me out. I'm like, I have nowhere to go. I don't have anything to, you know, like I can't with my pension and my thing and then this and that. I'm 76 years old. Like I can't, where am I going to go? This has been my home. I grew up here. You know, this is my home. And I'm like, yeah, you shouldn't fucking leave. And he's like, yeah, but this guy's been so rotten. I feel like I should just like adopt a kid or like marry someone. (laughs) So that they can move in and keep this place. Yeah. When I tell you this building is so fucking gorgeous and that they live, it's like a six, six bedrooms, the top two floors plus the roof. Oh my God. You want me to tell you what he tells me he pays every month? Yes. $200 a month. <gasps> oh my God. And so then I was like, sir, I can find you someone to marry. That will take this on. I am newly single, sir. I am not yet divorced, but will be soon. (laughs) What the fuck? I mean, we got to find someone. But this is the level of petty I aspire to. That he's literally like, at this point, he's like, his his brothers have passed away in the last two years. He he had um, a nephew. His sister had... A kid who passed away Ugh. last year in the past year yeah. from COVID, like in the last two years from COVID, yeah. and another kid who, like, 
So he's like, I'm it. I'm the end of the line for this family. Yeah. So like my only chance to really stick it to this landlord (laughs) who was aware that we were trying to buy the building, like trying to buy it because we lived there since we were kids and whatever and came in and like got it, like did a deal and out from under us. Oh my god! He's like, I'm willing to, I would get married. I would adopt somebody. I'm like, yeah. In. Yeah. Like, isn't that fucking amazing? A single mom or like, yeah, a 17 year old orphan maybe adopt that. I mean, that's a, that's a movie that, right there. $200 and- a month. $200 a month. Like literally one of the best neighborhoods in New York City. Wow. I never even, I, I'm trying to think what I've my lowest. I've never even heard of that. What my lowest rent was in New York City in the 90s, maybe like $700. Well, this is for, like his parents moved in in yeah, the early 50s. Yeah. It's incredible. It's incredible. Some of those old buildings. Well, you know, I, I'm when, okay, so when Matt moved to New York City. He moved to New York City before me. And back then, it was like pre-internet. He found a roommate on a service called Roommate Finders. Oh, yeah. And that Does that still exist? That used I to exist. I remember. I don't even know. But that's how he found his roommate. And I came to visit him on the Upper West Side in this apartment that was so gorgeous. And when I tell you I was such a bumpkin, I didn't know anything. I just thought when I move to the city, we'll get an apartment like this together as well. But the truth is, is that it was a rent-controlled apartment that had been in this family for years. And so it was the son living there, the son of a very famous photographer who was my husband's roommate. And um, it was a rude awakening when uh, I actually saw the apartment that we were able to rent and move into together because it was it was unlike that upper west side gem yeah but it's also like new york is so fucking weird because you can have like the most expensive places for like a one bedroom or whatever like next door to a building that's like gorgeous and then the and the landlords are like it's whatever, $2,000 a month for this three bedroom. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Like, it is just weird. Like, real yeah. estate here is, like, so subjective to the person that owns it yeah. and how they want to do business. Yeah. Even, like, how we got that house. Like, it, like us getting that house was, like, the lady, when I saw her, when I talked to her after we had purchased it, she was like, <laughs> you know why I picked you? I was like, no, I didn't know why you picked me. And she's like, I picked you because you complimented my kitchen. Oh, there you she's go. She's like, I yeah. heard you complimenting the kitchen and the appliances and the, and she's like, and that was just, I just, I liked that because I love my kitchen. And I was like, oh, well, I'm glad I made that <laughs> comment the day that you happened to be in the home when we were looking at it. And it I just goes and to you show you. Me. Yeah. Keep it chill when you're looking at real estate. Yeah, it's it's wild. I mean, it's wild just to think about, I don't know, just to think about the places that we live and like how much they mean to our lives and how it's still also like at the same time a business and like a business transaction. It's just, it's a lot. But I, I don't understand people and I'm sure there are people listening to this podcast, but like 
for me, it is so antithetical to who I am as a person and like everything that I feel in my body and soul and brain at all times. I really do not understand people who view real estate as just business transactions. Like I cannot, I cannot, I do not, I never have. Yeah. Like it, it is an emotional response for me to buy or sell a house you know, I was, I've been devastated about LA for so long. And yeah. like, I don't know, man, like, you know, coming into Casa Kismet for the first time, like the way that it all happened and then walking in and just feeling like the vibe. And I'm like, this is it. Like, I got to live here, you know, like yeah. I've been in so many weird houses, like, I've looked at so much real estate in my life. Yes. I've looked at so much real estate in my life. Oh my God. Well, Rebecca Metz, who I know, I always feel like you know her, but you don't know we her. We don't really I know. know each other, yeah. But she's an actor. Um, you know her from the show Better Things. Um, and, uh, and she's also been on like Disney Channel shows, all kinds of things. She's a friend of mine. She was at the cookie swap party. She I fucking always, want cookies now. I know. I'm sorry. I'll, I'll DM you some cookies. <sighs> but Rebecca and I, before the pandemic, we made a thing called Real Estate Club where we just um, get together on the weekend, have like brunch or whatever, and then go to like really fancy open houses and just swan around like we're really going to buy those places. And so we were talking about resuming real estate clubs. So when you come to town, that'll be... Oh, I you would know, love it. I would we'll love have it. to block I like, out. Honey, I'm on Zillow five times a day. <laughs> I get more notifications from Zillow than I get texts from actual people in my life. <laughs> I love that. And I also love the Instagram account, Cheap Old Houses. Do you follow oh, that? Of course. I also love um, Hood Mid-Century Modern is one of my favorite Instagram accounts. So many good real estate Instagram accounts. Do they have, like, um, virtual reality? Like, if you get, like, virtual reality goggles, can you, do they, like, can you just pretend that you're looking at real estate? Is That's that possible? I feel like I mean, that would be, be. Should that be. would be what would get me into virtual reality. Yeah. Finally. Like, um, vacations and real estate. Like, I could, I could just live in, like, a little trailer or whatever in my backyard as, if I had that virtual reality of vacations and real estate. Real estate. Am I right? Fun to look at, fun to live in sometimes, but also could do with a uh, virtual reality. That would be that would be cool for me. Um, okay, guys. You know what we do have what? to talk about? We have to yes. talk about uh, two more things. We have to say what we're doing we're best our best at, but we also have to talk about our live shows that are coming up. Fuck you, because that was literally what I was about to start <laughs> saying. And it's so rude sometimes when you're like, I'm just gonna read your brain. I'm just going to do the thing. I'm like, say the thing. I'm la, la, la. <laughs> Even though I was like about to do it. So I was like an official person, you know? Sorry. Like, I'm like officially, I was like going to officially do a thing. <laughs> and you were like, eh, eh. you know what we need to do? I'm the producer. I'm the one. And I came back here and I was like, guys, okay, guys. And then you were just like, no, but you know what we need to do? <laughs> I can't. Sorry. You know what? I can. I can yes. because for every thousand so, thousandth time where I forget to <laughs> <laughs> bring up the fact that we're doing live shows. So exciting. Oh, my God. You guys, the tickets are on sale now for Boston and 
San Francisco, is that right? Yes. Boston and San Francisco. The tickets went live today. It is February. <laughs> Fill in the date, Casey. Come on. Get in there. Hold on. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. February 9th will be at the <clears throat> Wilbur Theater okay. in Boston. No, start with February 3rd because that's where we're in. Oh, February 3rd. Okay, so February 3rd, we're going to okay. be in San Francisco doing a live show February 3rd. Then we're going back to the East Coast, baby. February 9th, <laughs> Boston, come see us. Um, and then February 11th, New Jersey. You know we love you. Come on over, New Jersey. Anyway... The pre-sale code is busy, B-U-S-Y. You're going we- to purchase tickets today, please. <laughs> it's through uh, the Wilbur. Is that what it is? There's different. We're going to have to put it all up on the Instagram account. We're not great. Guys, turns out, not great at this. <laughs> but, but basically, guys, we want to do an extended tour next fall. Slash. We haven't. Okay. 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 Nanga. Lake would really not approve of my fry. She would not right approve now. of your of your vocal fry. Um, she'd be like, "You need to work on that instrument. <laughs> Train it." I'm like, "Baby, this shit's been trained." You know what I mean? <laughs> um, okay. <clears throat> so, for tickets to been. Boston, go to um the Wilbur that's W-I-L-B-U-R.com. See, I knew it was had something to do with Wilbur. Slash artist slash busy dash Phillips, which is a lot. So we will put that on um the on the Instagram account for um for San Francisco, you're going to go to newmediatouring.com slash artist slash busy dash Phillips, um, which is a lot. Uh, so we will put that link on Instagram. And then for New Jersey, I believe that is also newmediatouring.com slash artist slash busy Phillips. Okay, so busy basically if Phillips. you're like... Why aren't you coming to um insert your city, whatever? Because <laughs> essentially what Casey and I are doing per the wrecks of our peeps. Oh my God, what? Who did I just <laughs> turn into? This is the worst character of all time. I hate her. I'm gonna I'm, let me say it again. So basically what like B- Casey and I had a long talk with like my new representation because I have like a whole new team of people doing things for me, which is fan-fucking-tastic because if QVC is any indication, <laughs> so far they've been nailing it. It's going great. Um, it's going great. Uh, but basically they were like, generally speaking, now guys, you know me, I was like, let's go big or go home. Let's do a full fucking tour, like worldwide tour. Let's just book 47 dates. They right. were like, let's pump the brakes on that. <laughs> let's see if you guys want to do these three dates in these markets and see how it goes. And if you let, you know, if, if it all goes great and the theaters sell well and you guys feel really good about it and that everything works, whatever, blah, 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 blah. Then, and, you know, you might have notes like, oh, this didn't work or right. like this felt weird or 
I didn't like that these were so close together or I, you know, whatever the fuck, guys, we don't know. This is the thing. This is an unknown. We've done one live show. We've never done it. Yeah. We've done one live show. We've never done like a tour. So in anticipation of a possible, possible, Mm -hmm. that's right. In anticipation of a possible live tour that hits many, many cities, including probably the one you live in. Although I don't know. Or near. Maybe near. Somewhere you could get to. Uh, Casey and I are doing these three cities, San Francisco, Boston, and New Jersey. We just want you to know we're like trying a thing out. Then I'm going to go shoot Girls 5 Eva. Yes. And then we're going to figure out if it's the camp. Yeah. Or if we're going to do like an extended tour. Or both. Or a version of or some version of both. Or like how it's going to proceed probably late summer, early, early fall next year. So anyway, next guys. Next year, 2023. Listen. We want to give you what you want too. And here's what we have learned. We have learned that like there's a lot of great ideas out there. But sometimes like you have to pick one and try it. And see how it goes and see if, like, we, I, I think that every idea we've ever had has been a great one, honestly. Like, maybe, I mean, not, I sound wild, but you know what I mean? I don't think. Fuck that. Fuck that. <laughs> I don't think there think, are like, any. any dude has ever, like, there are, all these dudes think that every idea they've ever had has been the yeah, best idea Yeah, I think ever. we, for the most part, we have great ideas. It's Wait, just I like. I have nothing but good ideas. I'm not even kidding you. <laughs> I have literally the answer to all of the things. And if somebody, like, and you too, Casey, and if anybody could just, like, come give us the unlimited funds, resources, and uh, staff that it would require for us right. to, like, get these ideas and put make them, like, put them into, make them a reality. Right. We'd Listen. be doing it. Yeah, we'll do it. Listen. But that's not the world. Right. And what the world is, is like, we've got to like, just sort of fucking see if we can make our mortgage this month and pay the electric bill because of the blow up guy. That we might have to just have like some type of telethon slash We're going to do a fundraiser. Sale. We're going to do a A bake fundraiser. sale. I can sell all those cookies that I have left over. Sell uh, your bad checks mix that you cried into <laughs> that nobody wants to fucking eat, Casey. It's not bad. It's just not Casey, better than Casey, it just doesn't the- taste good. <laughs> It's not better you know than the bagged like? checks mix. It tastes a little bitter. <laughs> it tastes a little regretful of planning a fucking holiday event when you didn't want to. Or you did. I wanted to, but it just, it, my attitude got the better of me. My stress got the better of me. But, so I didn't do my best at that this week. No. And, um, but. I know. What I did do my best at is I've been practicing with the Dyson air wrap that you get gifted me Your for hair Christmas. Looks great. Thank you. I That's why it looks healthy. Yeah, I think it looks healthy. Also, I will say my husband, who I dissed earlier about trying to waterproof the patio and somehow no, not, make, you didn't diss him. making it you just the were saying that was the, just the truth. The truth the was opposite, that he didn't do it. 
of waterproof, mm-hmm. he installed a water softening shower head for me, which I think is also going to make a huge <gasps> difference. Wait, in the- I bought one that advertised to me on Instagram and it's in Casa Kismet now and I fucking love it. Oh, good. I'm glad to hear. Well, you know, when I was in New York, like I have a lot of, uh, I have really sensitive skin mm-hmm. and um, it's constantly like flaky and peely and j- disgusting, basically. Um, is Don't call my friends skin that, please. <laughs> I don't like that. I, sometimes her. I look like SpongeBob, like I right after I take a that's shower. Not that's not true. That's like actually just, just a like, lie. That's just being mean to yourself, and I don't appreciate it, and I don't like it, and I'm not going to stand for it. Peeling no, circles it. on my skin. Stop it. But when I was in New York City, I took one shower in that hotel. And my skin was instantly like glowing and feeling so much better. And then that all continued through the leg of my journey through Cape Cod. And I think it's because the water here at my house in Los Angeles is a great deal harder than the water that I was getting to use in New York City. Oh, wow. Right. You've only lived in L.A., for a few years. It's very, like, the water is very hard. I, it's a You thing, know, like, I, I literally, every home that I lived in had to install the, like, whole house water whole softener. Whole house water softener slash purifier. Yeah. Like, if you're taking a shower in L.A. without your water being purified, you're just, like, bathing in Prozac. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's, well, like, also, you literally know, just... Like horrible. I don't know if you remember, but we almost killed our dogs giving them tap water when we first moved here. They were like from the Prozac. It wasn't from the Prozac, but it was like they something about the tap water made our dogs shit blood. Remember when I was like late to busy tonight and I was like, my dog's surprising. My dogs are shitting blood. And like we brought them to the vet and they were like with a a sample of the bloody stool. And they were like, the lady at the vet was like, if I didn't know better, I'd say these dogs were dying. Uh, But it was because of the tap water at the place that we rented. And so we had to give them bottled water. At this house, we can give them the tap water and it doesn't make them shit blood, which is a huge relief. Oh, great. Yeah, good. Because bottled water is expensive to give to dogs. But it is very the the reason I noticed I never noticed it before. But we stripped our antique tub down to the original like turquoise blue color, and it gets like coated with like hard water stains, which I didn't notice so much when the tub was white. But when it's blue, you can really notice that like the that the the hard water. And then I was like, oh, is this why? Like this stuff, this like film that's on the surface of my blue tub is also clearly in my hair and on my skin and that is what is making me look like spongebob so got a water softener have been practicing with the dyson air wrap um learning the it's many ways and i think it actually like i did it yesterday and i think um it looked better like over time like as the day wore on so that was that was kind of interesting so that's what i'm doing my best at Uh someone asked for like a full sub stack review of the dyson air app so maybe i'll do that or like a tutorial maybe i'll do that i'll do i'll do that i'll jump in yes please i love it i really love it yes i really love it it's my favorite thing. It's so good. It's a little bit of a learning curve, but I think I'm learning. What are you doing your best at? I don't know. Just like trying to make it through my fucking day and trying to like, uh, I think I talked a lot during this podcast about the things I'm doing my best at this week. I'm not kidding. It's true. Yeah, I think you did I too. really, you know, like 
I've been like working through stuff with Bird that's important. Uh, I've like been listening to Cricket about what she needs and I'm going to do a holiday party for Cricket's friends on Friday oh, at good. our house. Check if your mixing paddle is where it belongs before. Honey, it's gone. Get- I'm going to buy a new one. <laughs> That's what I'm going to tell you right now. It's gone. It's gone. The whisk is gone. I have the paddle. I have the fucking paddle. Oh, so between us, we have a full mixer. Yeah, we have a full fucking $600 mixer between us. A bicoastal mixer. That's insane. That's insane. It's obscene and insane. By the way, my mom got me for Christmas, and I'm just totally just shout out, and I'm obsessed with this gift. Yeah. Do you know Estelle Glass? From Charleston. She's like uh, this woman, like she's a woman from Charleston, South Carolina, who does uh, these beautiful colored um, wine glasses. Oh, like yes. I do know those glasses. glasses. Yes. Like rocks glasses, whatever. And they're just like, she does them in like the most beautiful colors and like jewel tones and all these things. And, you know, I have just been drinking drinks out of my... Um, I knew she was going to bark. I could feel it. Um, so I have just been drinking wine out of my branded Aperol wine yeah. glasses. Your swag glasses. My gifted to me from Aperol. Yes. Many times over the last several years because I love Aperol spritz so much that they just like send me these gifts with like new glasses on it. But it's like, I do have to say that when you have friends over and then you're like, offer them like a glass of red wine and then you pull out an Aperol spritz glass, you're a little bit like, am I a grown up? What am I doing here? I feel Um, you. And our other, like all of our other like wine glasses and shit have been in storage. And again, there's that storage unit that we don't Eli. know what's going to happen. Eli's got it. Someone's got to do something. Yeah. Someone's got to do something because I can't. He's, he really is planning on, he's trying to work Listen, that into guys, his life. guys, I'm ready for a spring garage sale to end all spring garage sales. You guys make it to the East. Maybe we do it with the tour. Maybe it's a yes. tour, a traveling garage sale. Yes. That's all I'm saying. I'm saying there's okay. possibility there. Yeah. Um. Anyway, uh, so my mom sent me my Christmas gift. It was so nice. Aww, of those glasses, that. those wine glasses. Um, I love that. I want to see them. Glass. Uh, yeah, so I've been enjoying that. And I have been trying to like get a lot of Christmas shopping done, trying to figure that out. And then I realized, um, Casey, I've booked no plane flights. I've booked no hotels. I've booked mm. no travel. Mm. not doing my best at that. I have been a little bit like stuck stasis vibes. And And you don't have an assistant right now. So Mm -mm. it's, and one of the kids babysitters has been like helping me with like odds and ends. Yeah. But like, and I mean, God bless her. She made it three hours into this podcast, but I, I had I asked her to help me wrap these gifts because I didn't want to like get to Arizona and have to wrap a bunch of presents like I have historically speaking. Right. And like I'm gonna have to rewrap them. Oh no. <laughs> Not a lot of wrapping experience, maybe there. I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think so. 
Well, sometimes I'm just like, am I Jennifer Coolidge? You know what I mean? Like, what's <laughs> when do I become? When is that point? Like, when do I reach that point? And when I reach that point, is anyone going to tell me that I'm going to just be on a yacht with a bunch of gay men that are about to murder me? You know, <laughs> like, and like, I just hope that I do hope that someone is able, but I would know, I would know to take my shoes off before I jumped. That's all I'm going to say. And I got to get out of here. It's too cold. I got to get the fuck out. You got to get to your, I have to go. I have to go somewhere warm. Your sunny ancestral home. It's not even, I mean, Arizona is not warm enough. It's not warm (laughs) enough there. It's not, it's not the winter. Anyone who knows, knows the desert gets real cold, but also I need more mushrooms. I know my. What's um, happening? Is he not selling anymore? They're oh. they're currently being grown. My mushroom hookup. So, I guess it takes time. You can't rush mushrooms. You can't hurry mushrooms. No, you'll just have to wait. They say love don't come. I mean mushrooms don't. Psychedelics don't come easy. Well, all right. I mean, well, I I don't know. I'll try to figure out something. Yeah, you'll figure it out. But if you need help, I hope you'll ask for help. I would happily help you out of friendship. Well, I need help in every way, shape, and form. I just don't know. <laughs> I don't know what application of that it is currently. You know what I mean? It's hard. It's hard. It's hard to... Sometimes people say, like, you have to learn how to ask for help. And I'm like, it's not just the courage to ask for help, but it's just, like, trying to fucking figure out what would be the most effective way to allow someone to help you is sometimes impossible. And sometimes more work than just doing it yourself. But also, like, if you Listen, I thought I was, like, really doing something by asking this... By asking the babysitter to, like, wrap some gifts for me and... Now I'm like, well, I regret that. <laughs> you know, like I. <laughs> it's almost like a, a cabinet's only cleaned kitchen. Ugh. You know? And it's where the phrase, if you want something done right, you have to do it yourself. Well, that's my whole fucking life. My God. Comes from, but also like you can't do everything yourself. And sometimes we lean on people. And, uh, yeah, and, like, all kinds of weird things come into play. Can I tell you what my favorite quote was from White Lotus? I put this on my Instagram stories, but can I just... Yes. I wrote it down word for word, so I can, I'm going to say it word for word, word for word. I feel sorry for men. They think they're out there doing something important, but really, they're just wandering alone. I think that's pretty accurate. I think that's pretty accurate. They think they're out there doing something (laughs) important. (laughs) And really, they're just wandering alone. (laughs) I think that's pretty accurate for some people. And I think sometimes men don't think they're doing anything all that important. But we just like speak different languages sometimes. I think that's I think that's what I ran into. You're generous. Because I speak, because I actually speak the right language. You know, whatever. <laughs> whatever. Oh, my gosh. Well, guys, we love you so much. Um, thank you to everyone that mm. watched the QVC 
special. Thank you so much. It was so fun for us. And just to have you guys like having a good time with us is it is like a gift to us. That was super fun. And um and thank you to everyone who's about to order tickets to come see our live shows. You guys come see the live shows. You know I'm gonna sing. <laughs> what if it's just like what if people are like yeah, I wanted to go see the like live podcast show, but then it was just like it was like a cabaret, I guess. Well, it was just like she was just busy singing a lot. She was just singing so much. Oh and my it was gosh. Like, it was good. Like, no, no, no. She's great. She's great. It just was like, you know, it was like a lot of singing. It just wasn't I, don't know. I felt like it could have been less singing and like maybe Casey could have done something more, you know. Magic. <gasps> I would die for a magician to be a part of the show. <laughs> well, we'll think of something fun to do to do during those live shows now that we know for sure they're happening. There will be music, maybe magic. Who knows? Who knows? Come see us. And also, if you're it's too far, you can't make it this time, don't worry. Just know this is the precursor. This is the I don't need to use that. That that terminology feels not great. Were you going to say I want to use curse. Oh, I thought <laughs> you were going to say this is foreplay or something. I mean, which I was like, sure. sure. No, I but mean, this is just like there's more to come is what I was going to say. Yeah, this is like a test balloon that we have like we feel good about. We and feel so, we feel good about it, but more importantly, we want you to feel good about it. No, anyway, yeah. we're just excited and uh and there will be more shows in the future if these go as we hope they will. Great. And so, Toronto went so well. So we're hopeful. And the more successful this is, then like the more we'll be able to do. And the, fir- so, and the more, sh- and the more places we'll be able to go. Yeah, honestly, yeah. Because like, that's what I guess happens. Yeah. Just like podcast touring break. Um, I guess, you know, the theaters want to see like how you sell and like yeah. whatever before they book you and whatever. So that's why we're doing this. Okay, great. You're in. The links <laughs> are out there. We love you. Get your Christmas done. Maybe hire a professional to wrap your presents. <laughs> Hanukkah's happening. Hanukkah's happening in a couple days. It's not in tonight. In a couple days, it starts. <gasps> I didn't even talk about my fucking menorah. Oh, my God. It's too much, guys. It's too much. It's already the show's, the show's over four hours now. <laughs> no, it's I not. I made a menorah out of clay, out of my Sculpty. Aww. And it'll be debuting on Hanukkah itself. I can't wait to see and it. And it is so fucking cute. And it's mushrooms. It's a mushroom <gasps> menorah. Oh my God. Guys, I can't even, if I tried, I I can't can't even tell you how fucking cute this thing is. I'm going home to to paint it it tonight. This is very exciting. I know because it's dry. It's a full two days dry tonight. Wow. Everything's happening. It's all happening. Everything's going to be fine. (laughs) Guys, don't worry about it. Don't worry about me. Don't worry about you. Don't worry about Jennifer Coolidge because that bitch is going to be fine. And Tanya, Tanya's fine. <laughs> and little sweet Haley Luhu from our TV show. Yes, yes, yes. She did great. She was great. I loved her. 
She was Cole great. Sprouse. Remember when she was on our show with Cole Sprouse? I do remember. She was so fun and funny. So I loved cute. Her. And you also were like, her. she's definitely not getting married to that guy. And she, and she is. <laughs> I can always. Sorry, tell. that did happen. That did happen. <laughs> That was an actual thing that happened. Where Casey was like, oh, she's so cute. She's definitely not marrying that guy. Aww. She's engaged to some guy. She's not engaged to anymore. Anyway. Oh, my goodness. Okay, guys. We love you. We'll talk to you next week. Bye. Bye. Oh, no.